Welcome to the Bottled Soccer Talk program. My name is Nestor. I'm joined here by Henry, and this is Two Guys, Two Mics, Two Pints. This is the episode number 49, man. Uh, regrettably, the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, we know everything that's happened. We've skipped to the end of the movie, and now we must leave it in an orderly fashion. Right. Or not. Uh, we still have Champions League football left. Europa League just ended today, and then the the Euros are looming, and you know there's, there's you know the the off season, the off season season, in and of itself, you know transfers, new managers, uh, rumors, beefs, and I and uh, fans, fans yeah. being allowed slowly and surely. Yeah, yeah, but uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing fine, man. Uh, just kind of enjoying this uh, winding down. Um, I mean, I guess I, what I like about this time is that there's less games, so you're, you're able to get really fixated on one match. And we were able to do, it, to do that today, and we've been able to do that this weekend. I mean, uh, you know, we saw some pretty important games, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, you know, culminating leagues and all that, but um, yeah, proper buzzing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, with with champs left, uh, you still have a duck in the race. Yeah, it's yeah. Probably- one of the biggest matches of the year for sure um should i guess we can hold off on that for a bit let's just yeah. kind of marinate on on the end of the season so the champions of the big five leagues as it stands are uh, manchester city that's the one that we knew of since like i don't know back in january uh leal which went down to the wire yep Atletico Madrid, which went down to the wire. The absolute wire, yeah. Yeah, to, like, to, yeah, almost. To the last minute, basically. Yeah. In, in in some way, yeah. Yeah. And um, Bayern sealed the deal. Uh, actually, it's been a couple of weeks. It hasn't been... Yeah, they, they, it it's hasn't been, been mathematically, very, yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Inter Milan, who, who won it last week. So, yeah, man, um, yeah. I guess the biggest surprise there is going to be Lille, just for because sure. uh, PSG's dominated for the last almost ten years. Yeah, certainly. Uh, it was probably the the most unexpected one. I think even after PSG, you might think maybe Lyon, maybe Monaco, maybe Marseille. You don't. I mean, Lille's always up there, but you didn't think they had it. But uh, Galtier, I mean, well, what a team he put together, and and the players, unexpectedly. I mean, who would have thought Barack Yilmaz was going to be. One 34 the, years old, right? Yeah, uh, the Turk international who's, man, he's doing he's doing bits. Sad that it, it's so late in his career, but it must be so rewarding for him. And uh, lest we forget, Jonathan Jonathan David, you know, the Canadian, Timo Weah, the American. It's just a very well-distributed team, um, you know, with a lot of different types of players, players from different walks of life. And it's, it's pretty cool to see, you know, because obviously it's kind of like an underdog story with PSG being the powerhouse there. Yeah, you don't really see teams like Lille win where they don't really have a superstar. I don't even know if they if you can say that they have any stars they at don't, all. No, they don't. I, I don't think they do. I mean, Yomaz would be the closest, but it, that that team is so well distributed. In fact, I'd say maybe for me, their their most their best player is their goalkeeper, Amenyan, who is rumored to to leave this season to join a bigger club. I mean, just talk about an athletic goalkeeper who uh, originally came out of PSG's academy as well so oh nice um you know it's 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 really cool to see and it's a feel good story Galtier is is on his way out though um 
<laughs> it's one of those teams that's going to get blown up in the oh, offseason. Com- completely. And they're not going to get anywhere near replicating that. I mean, three days after they win the title, their three most important components are already either rumored or officially have left. So um, it's no surprise. Uh, but, you know, good for them is that they'll be able to get a lot of good finances for the, for themselves. And going forward, uh, Leo has always have had a, a very bright scouting department, good academy. Lest we forget, uh, Hazard played there. Um, you know, a bunch of other great players I could name, but I mean, Hazard is probably the best one the I can most think notable, of yeah. in the last 10 years. So yeah, I mean, they'll be fine. Um, and, and I think it's a, it's a win for, for, you know, the, the clubs that are in the kind of like medium range, you know, where they're not exactly, exactly a big club, but they play the right way. Good fundamentals. Do, and do I have to say it? Uh, do I have to say it? About Super League? And this uh, wouldn't happen with the Super League, yeah. you see? Um, that's the point. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway... Yeah, I think it's it's awesome. First of all, I don't know if anyone really likes PSG. Like, do they really have any fans to stand for them anyway? <laughs> I, think I think unless not. you're from Paris or have some, like, inclination towards the city is the only way you can be a you fan. You know they're not, like, that huge into football in, in France? I don't know. It, it's obviously, like, one of the main sports, but it's they're not football crazy like in England or Spain and most of those other European countries. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But, um, yeah, obviously PSG is going to be the big dog. And the outside, they're, they're what do they call a, a fashion label that plays football or something like that? Yeah, yeah, basically. They're just like a, it vibes, uh, vibes FC, as Ernie likes to call them. They're just, <laughs> you know, vibes. I will say this, though. I think if PSG would have kept Tuchel, they, they, I think they could have won the league. Or if they would have had Pochettino from the start of the season, I think they would have won the league. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer of losing a manager halfway through a season is going to do you no favors. So I think oh, yeah. that, that played a big part, and that kind of helped Lille get that opportunity. And uh, good on them, you know, good on them and PSG. This is not the first time they do this, by the way. They love sacking managers midway through the season, which is, for me, a terrible decision. Um, but, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We saw them crash out of the, of the Champions League as well, so they have a lot of re- not maybe not rebuilding, but a lot of rethinking to do this transfer window. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, they really got to shore up that midfield and uh, some of that defense, man. The fullbacks, like you said. Yeah, fullbacks. The mo- more importantly, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see them dip in the market for maybe like Theo Hernandez. Yeah, um, I think they're they're starting to figure out that you can't you can't just throw money at your problems. You have to have some kind of infrastructure and plan in place. And as well, uh, a manager that you're going to support the whole way through with their vision. Yeah. Uh, like Ollie. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, Leo, man, what a great story for them. Yeah. I'm not really a proponent of underdogs, but this one doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Just because I don't really give a shit about <laughs> Lee Gun. It's Lee Gun, right? Um, yeah. But Lee Gun, you know, I will say they, like, and I've always said this, that I feel like they do produce some really good individual talents. And you will see that from St. Etienne to Nice to Lille Ren. to Yorens. You know, all, all these teams produce a lot of good talent. So it's it's cool to see and it shows that, you know, why France as a whole is one of the deepest uh, squads in the world. When you're talking about just the French players. In, the national you know. team. So it's, it's cool. You know, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, so on to the next champion, Manchester City. You know, we've known that they're going to be champions for the longest time. Now. Mathematically not, but we've known for, yeah, I don't know, three months now that, that it's it's theirs to lose. And uh, 
you know that's that's three titles in four years yes sir crazy man um at the beginning of the season things were a lot shakier very much so yeah uh, we didn't really know what what the team was going to be known for city's always going to be you know passing the ball scoring a ton of goals and this season was like it started off very very not like that yeah and I then think, yeah and then little by little that defense got it together yeah and they stopped losing they stopped fucking up yeah ruben diaz has been a, a fresh a breath of fresh air for them and i will say the fact that they didn't they i mean most teams did but city didn't really have the ability to uh, have a preseason because of an extreme amount of covid cases in the manchester area specifically amongst their squad so i think that buffer didn't help their case but there was also a switch turned on where when the you know the tactics weren't quite there and, and pep made a, a change what was that change exactly? I mean, it's hard to really pinpoint, but, you know, he's not going to tell us because that's his own, you know, tactics there. But, yeah, I mean, I think it just showed his brilliance because um, I was even doubting him. I think offensively, oh, yeah, at one point you're like, I think he might need to go because people have caught on to his plan. Yeah, I think I thought, point, I yeah. thought he did. He wasn't versatile enough anymore, but he showed me that. And he showed a lot of people that, I mean, it's possible. And I think that's the best trait a manager could have is to be able to, um, admit that he's you know he's wrong and find a way to adjust it and there's a lot of great managers who are too stubborn to adjust their tactics so i mean yeah credit to him but at the same token he has a plethora of talent to equip not everybody has a joao cancelo they can they can throw into a fox midfield role things like that i mean it was brilliant but he he just knows what he's doing you know yeah that's that's part of the thing as well for for city was because pep is going to I think more than defense, Pep fixed a lot of the defensive problems by by turning it offensive. The whole Cancelo role on the right, turning him into like this inverted wing back, weird midfielder sort of hybrid player. Yeah, uh, it, it did a lot of uh, it created a lot of space for the rest of the midfield in the attack, and eased off a lot of pressure for the for the defense. Yeah. So a lot of the times, even though they set up as a as a four-man line, they would end up defending as a three-man line because of how how Cancelo was being uh, uh, employ, employed, um, employed, no, yeah, deployed into the into a, an attack, right? And uh, and then at the end of the season, Kyle Walker was able to was able to fill in that right back gap and defend really well. Obviously, he's got pace for days, so. That's not a really big problem, but he, yeah, he's a solid defender. But they were also able to to figure out their uh, their lack of a striker situation, and Gundogan had the brunt of the goals, but he shared a lot. They they split them amongst themselves pretty pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a team you know where everybody ate, you know. Um, but Gundogan, um, you know, his his participation in this season was crucial. I I think one of the best. One of the better midfielders in the league. Not the best, but he's up there. Um, and uh, it was really impressive. It's something that I, I never anticipated because through throughout his whole time at City, he's been very passive. He's good at, at being like a metronome, a good ball retention player. But his finishing really impressed me this season. Um, all different types of goals, di- different types of footwork to create goals. I mean, uh, lovely stuff from, from the German um, but he's yeah, very man. secure with the ball too. You don't he doesn't really lose it a lot. He's not wasting a lot of stupid passes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know 
I, I it's just it's hard to go wrong when you have Gundogan and KDB in your midfield running at, at, at top form. It's like you're gonna win that midfield battle just off class a lot of times. And Fernandinho and Rodri, when needed, were were massive as well. I'm not gonna say they're to the level of Conte, but Rodri stepped it up this season. Last year he was kind of a liability. Yeah, uh, dude, he, he was a tractor, yeah. He wasn't very uh I don't know, he wasn't very solid. And uh either Pep figured out where to line him up or or who to not line him up with and uh he reduced the way he was exposed but at the same time he was able to distribute really well he was able to secure the ball and hold it uh, when he needed to so he did make a big step up um the one person that didn't make a big step up i think that you maybe that you maybe need to kind of look towards getting rid of uh gabriel jesus yeah, I mean, uh, from a goal-scoring perspective, I totally agree. But which is what you want from a striker? Goals, right? Yeah. But um, everything else, he does so well. And it's the same thing with Sterling. Like, pressing, off-the-ball movement, he does so well. I'd but be it, less inclined to let go of Sterling than uh, than Jesus. Uh, I, I I think I'd, I'd let go of Sterling first. But, I mean, I, I've just been sick, you know, just sick of Sterling for, for seasons now. <laughs> um, because, you know, at least... Jesus, uh, he's a little more clinical, and he's a little more saucier too. Raheem is so uh, he's so direct that it's almost too direct. Like it's just jagged lines, jagged lines, pace, and um, his finishing. Let's not even get into that because <laughs> he's looking like prime Wando, uh, Wandalowski. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I I think um, if City were wise, they'd find a suitor for him. Although I don't know if it'll happen because he's very near and dear to the club, and he's he's English and. He's very marketable. I get all that. And so. he's got a big price tag. Yeah. Even uh, still. Yeah. And I don't, and I've never quite understood that, by the way. Yeah. I, but you know. I mean, what's his, right now, I would say he's somewhere around 60, 70. You'd be surprised. They have him at, in triple digits. Like, it's crazy. Um, and I don't agree with that. I don't think he's worth that, but it is for some reason. Yeah. And, and, yeah. but you know, that's, I've always been of the opinion that Sané was always better than him. I think Ferran, especially once he gets more acclimated, is already better than him. Especially from finishing. Oh, for finishing, yeah. Everything else, I no. And I, no I don't I, think I, he's I, far off. I don't think he's... De- he's definitely I don't, not far off. I, uh, I don't know. I didn't really see uh, Ferran creating all that much this season. Well, he didn't play much this season. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think if, if, he was, if he were to play all the minutes that Sterling played, he would have S- much Sterling's more... Sterling's st- dangerous, though, man. He, he opens up a lot of space and creates... That's what he does, Great and that's it, yeah. and that's where it stops. And it's like finishing, passing, decision making, questionable. But that's that's his passing's okay. But yeah, it's, it's ah man, he he just doesn't have good technique, man. Like straight up, he has good physical ability. He's like a track star, but you know, just because you're fast doesn't mean you're gonna be good at a sport. But I mean, fair enough, fair fair play to him. Obviously, you know, he's done good things, and is the reason why he's one of the best players for the English national team, even. And he warrants, you know, he's almost un- unbenchable. But, yeah, I mean, when, when talking about City, that's the thing. You, we're referring to all these players, and they're all so great. And it's crazy that in a down year for Kuhn, they still accomplished all of this. Um, and I guess, well, we'll touch on the matches later because it was a pretty significant game for him as well. But, yeah, but yeah, cr- credit to City. I mean, like you said, we kind of knew and we saw this coming. But, but yeah. Yeah, and then uh, moving on from that, Atletico... Atletico is champion for the first time since 2013. Yeah, 13 or 14. So it's been a good while since uh, they've won anything. Uh, 
within the league. Right. Uh, man, what a jump! What a jump they made uh, from from uh, last season. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think we can attribute it to one player, right? Or a big, a big uh, portion of offensively, it. yes, yeah, totally. Um, which you know is, is a big part of the game. I will say that Atleti don't win a title in a season like this had Madrid and Barca been at the level that they have been for the past three, four, five seasons because that, that level was unreachable for them. They didn't have the players for that. But in, in a season where both teams have dropped the level, in my opinion, I think this was the best season possible for Atleti to win. And going forward, I think they have a lot of good opportunity to even you know do it again. Because they got a lot of good young players. Um, I mean, there's a few older guys, but the thing about Atleti is that their academy is always producing some really sharp guys. They have a manager who knows what he wants, knows what he expects, and knows how to implement it. Offensively, that's always going to be an issue with Atleti because they're not so conducive in that way. I, I wanted a lot more from Joao Felix. He was a little bit disappointing this season. and uh, But Luis Suarez, man, what a player. Um, I mean, not only the types of goals, but when he scored them. He scored in the final day as well, you know, to get them that big win. Um, yeah, man, not enough good things can be said about him, and it's a big fuck you to Barcelona and the board who, who deemed him not good enough for that. Anymore. Yeah, he almost sent them a picture. Yeah, of of what though? <laughs> the trophy I, like, of of yeah. Of I, wa- I, I want to know. I'm I'm yeah. curious. He said that <laughs> they, they didn't believe they didn't extend a thank you to him or whatever. I don't know if they're entitled to. I mean, they know what decision they made, right? I mean, your former employer is not going to hit you up like, hey, man, I'm glad you got that raise. I'm glad you got employee of the month. You know, you can't expect that. But yeah. it's a warm gesture in sports, but it doesn't happen too often. Yeah, it's different because, you know, we're talking on such a big level and it's someone so public. And it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a pride thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, my mind automatically said, oh, oh, he's sending them dick pics. Yeah. Yeah. Or like pictures of his nuts or, or his taint or something. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing, man. Nah, nah. I'm not. I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna be personally sending that to another grown man, but you know that's uh, on you. You know, yeah, it's hey. a different generation. Yeah, different generation. It's a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, not surprising that Atlético won. Uh, but they they did have to work for it. Oh they man, they did yeah. have to work for it. Second half of the season was very uh, bodily. Topsy turvy. Yeah, and no one was listening to me. I really thought that. Uh, I really thought that Madrid could pull it off. To be honest with you, they were close, and I think they did everything they could uh, in the second half of the season. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's lost like, very few games. Yeah, I mean, all you can do is just look back at certain games, especially in the first half of the season. Like, oh, they should have won that. They should have won that. They shouldn't have snowed that day. You know, shit like that. I mean, what can you do? That's the that's the game. And yeah. Atleti were able to get those like two one one nil results, and that's what it ultimately comes down to. Um, yeah, thanks to Suarez, man. Yeah, Suarez. Most of the time it was Suarez. I will say Correa. I I did like his participation in the season this year. I think it's his best season. I would say. Yeah. Um, and that final goal on the it last was the day closest, was brilliant. It was the closest to fulfilling his potential this season as he's ever been. Yeah, because yeah. he's been very very uh, projected to be very good for a long time now this is crazy to say but with aguero pretty much on his way out soon lataro kind of getting a little cold but still being up there he has a good argument to be argentina starting number nine at the moment i mean obviously lataro is, is probably the guy but i mean he's there i think he's right there with him off of form i still i still like lataro a little bit more but um 
yeah, I mean, what a redemption story for him. Carrasco, a brilliant season from him as well. I thought yeah, he was very... He was, uh, he was really good. You know, very energetic and very conducive with the attack. He's a problem on the left. Yeah, yeah, man. I, uh, I'll i I'll swap him for Sterling any day. Sue me. Damn. Uh, you just put that into the universe? Nah, nah, nah. It's all good. I don't, I don't really want that. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, yeah, credit to, to Atletico. Uh, things they could maybe improve on for next season. Maybe another center back. Savage is kind of old now. Jimenez is still solid. I think anybody you can pair with him would be a, he's good. a good addition. Oh, yeah. And no. he's good in the air. I mean, he's, he's just great in the air. everything you want in a center back, really. And he's a prick. He's a prick. He's a fucking He's big. Prick. He's a unit, you know. Yeah. Um, set pieces. He, he, he eats those. He loves those. Uh, so, yeah, man. I mean, Joao, I think next season is make or break for him. It's time for him to step up. I think when he does come on the pitch, though, he does help them a lot attacking wise. He's very creative. He, he, yeah, he he does a lot for the team, but you would want him to have more of a direct impact rather than a passive one. Yeah, you'd want him to be. Yeah, you'd want him to score more goals, maybe have more assists. But a lot of times, he does have like the hockey assists and, and things like that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man. Um, credit to, credit to Atleti. You know it. It's nice to see for me because, man, so many years it's Barca-Madrid, Barca-Madrid, Barca-Madrid. You, you, you kind of get sick of it, right? I mean, some people might feel that way about City and Liverpool, right? Or <laughs> Chelsea, you know? Um, and so it's like when it's a year where, like, Leicester wins it or, I mean, re- really these days it's always just City or Chelsea or Liverpool. But, I mean, it, it does feel good to see another champion, you know? And I feel like this is a year where we're seeing a lot of that Lille, Inter. It's, it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but they're always in the mix. It's not like they're that far off from the other two. Yeah, yeah, they're always. Well, last in the... season they were pretty far off. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were like 15 points or something from first, first and second. Damn near. Um. So yeah, yeah, but they're always up there. Um, and then obviously we talked about Inter last week. You know, taking that away from Juventus. Yeah. And uh, we can't mention Inter with their current vacancy at the head coach position now. Um, yeah, the board decided it was a good idea to blow up the team. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, I mean, it was expected, though. And, and, and there, there's a lot of people, especially in the British media and uh, other media facets, that saying that Conte is a problematic manager. Like, there's never been a team he's managed that and left on good terms. It's always... He's very just nuke it. Yeah, he he yeah he leaves carnage in, in his path and. Well, he's a he's a I, passionate guy. He's a, yeah, I was that was the exact word I was gonna use. He's a passionate guy. He's gonna tell you how he feels, and he's he's the kind of guy that that looks like he's gonna make a certain demand, and if it's not met, he's gonna give you shit for it. Um, is that good or bad? It's not for me to say. Mm-hmm. I would like that for my own manager. Yeah, you know. And it looks like he was fighting for his guys. He was fighting for his guys to stay. Mm-hmm. And obviously reinforcements. When But the club is totally in debt. And it's another situation where they're not going to get anywhere near their achievement this season, next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a top manager for me. He's he's top five in the world, for sure. I mean, I, we can even say top three in some circles. He's I think. won everywhere he's gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the problem is... Champions League. His man management sometimes. I mean, his players seem to like him a lot. S- some of them, at least. Most of them, I should say. But um, I think uh, it would be interesting. I'd love to see him in the Premier League again. Uh, or maybe even in Spain. I'd, I mean, 
the last time he was in Spain, uh, my guy, Everbanega, had a little twirl with his hair. I absolutely love that. Uh, but I, I think he'd do bits in Spain too, you know, especially right now with the, the way things are. Spain is more open than ever. And, and we'll it, talk about that in just a second too because uh, I, I, I have an opinion. Damn I have an opinion on it. And I right. uh, can't wait. It's Let's just say we're not going to stay with uh, a Kuman-type character next season. Ah, uh, though. <laughs> that's, um, that's a guy. But yeah, enter, enjoy it while you have. It's not going to last, unfortunately. Um, the Chinese owners are up in debt. They're going to sell players as much as they can. Um, and uh, Juventus is probably going to come back stronger. Mm-hmm. I think Milan, AC Milan. Milan has a good shout, but they... They, they weren't really, able to keep it together. They have a good young core. My only worry is that they're they're getting rid of Donnarumma. So I I mean, there's rumors they're that not, they're they're, they're necessarily gonna, getting rid of him. More of him. Well, well yeah, he's leaving on a at free. Greener pastures. Yeah, he, he's leaving on a free. But there's rumors Green. that the uh, Milan might go for Mignon, the guy, the the Lille goalkeeper who is up there on the trajectory to be one of the best, not only from France but in the world. I believe, athletic, tall. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of people know about him. I mean, people who follow Liga know about him, but I mean, outside of Liga, not not so much. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of moving pieces this summer, and yeah, I haven't it, been this excited it, about. Yeah, it. it's it's coming it's coming together as one of the more active uh, summers in a good while. Jesus, that Madison Square that's packed. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's crazy. Uh, we we got the Knicks Hawks game in the background. For those who don't know, I'm a I'm a Hawks sympathizer, um, big Trey Young fan. Oh, I like that you said that. But um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, we'll see, man. Honestly, this is gonna be a, such a interesting season because there's a sh- a lot of shuffling going on, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like that though. Yeah, it makes things uh, a lot of shiny new toys to yeah, be had. Exactly because uh, that kind of was missing from the game. I feel like uh, things were very stable for so long. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you you get what you got, and yeah. I don't know how you say that, but yeah. And I know I know we skipped over. I mean, we went past atletico and and didn't touch on much of the other teams but you know we're talking about managerial switches i mean we can't fail to mention zidane's departure today as well yeah i was gonna mention that when we got to the manager part but yeah that's a it's a tough one it's a tough one as a fan not only of of the of the club but of the game because you know you you see him as a player a legend for the club and obviously a legendary manager for the club and uh, it sucks that uh that he leaves on a, on a low like that but we don't know what happened and uh, there's a lot of rumors that he was kind of fed up and and looking for his way out anyway so. yeah it, it, it may have been time already you know and maybe this is the best time for it to happen i think a lot maybe there's going to be madrid fans that uh, operate from the nostalgic perspective and are going to be down you know but i think this is a good sign for madrid and and it could be a regeneration for what's to come if they can maybe you know get a, a good manager with maybe fresh ideas and dip into the transfer market although i know right now things are not looking like super bright there it's, it could be fun and it can be good for the league not only for the league but for the club so yeah it's a new new beginnings you know yeah and um yeah we'll get into that in just a bit uh and then the, the last champion is bayern munich um yeah you know there's not much else to say there shocker there yeah, it's a fucking hell. You know, we're we're talking about leagues that have kind of up and downs, and more or less the Bundesliga is steady, 
Um, I don't know how many in a row they've won now. Uh, but I this forget. one, they had to work for it for a bit. Yeah, they did. They did. And Lewandowski was. I think yeah, that's that's injured it. for a good. A lot portion. of a lot of aging players. Lewandowski, Muller. You know, um, you know, there's like kind of making room for the new generation now. Um, but Bayern's always going to be good. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, just looking into the transactions they already made going into next season. You know, they're yeah they're set to to be up there again. Um, yeah, but I mean. The big question mark there is what what's going to happen to Holland? Where is he going to go? I think that's something everybody's going to be fixated on. A lot of people were uh, pretty shocked at the, the at the fact that uh, that Holland uh, got Player of the Season. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, right? I mean, I, I can't be mad at it. I mean, the guy got forty one goals in, in forty one games. You know, that's impressive for for a twenty year old. I have to say. And uh, Lewandowski broke uh, uh, Gerd Mueller's season right. season scoring record because you're talking about 41 goals in all comps. All comps, yeah. All comps. Yeah, uh, Lewandowski did 42 or something like that in the league. Right. Um, while being injured for a good portion, so that's um pretty significant. It's a record that stood for, I want to say 40 something years or something like that. I don't know the exact time. I should know that, but you know he uh, he's the uh, he has a new record for. Goal scored in a season, which is pretty significant, I, I would say. Um, but I think I think if uh, if Bayern don't really, because they don't. You said they sign a lot of good players, but I don't know if they're really equipped to to deal with certain departures or or even certain um, what's the word uh, like uh, uh, declined. Well, the, my, my thing is, I mean, in Europe, I don't think they're going to have much success for a, a season or two. But in their own league, I don't see them. I don't see anybody really having a a go at them still. I mean, you know, they're they're going to get you. Dortmund's always going to be up there, man. Not this season. They're finishing like fourth or third. Um, I don't even know. But I mean, it's. But that's more due to them not playing to their level than than them not being that good. I still I still think they're quite quite a ways away from Bayern and that's considering with Haaland. I think once Haaland leaves it's going to be an even bigger gap. But they have a, what they do have is a very bright young core of prospects which by the way might leave. Uh Jadon Sancho, Haaland, those two in particular. Jude, they're two best players. Yeah, Jude Bellingham as well. It's um so you know, it's ah it's tough, man. It's it's tough to really be a fan of that league when you already know what's going to happen. Uh, but we'll I, I, I kind of want to watch it more just to be able to to confirm that it sucks and it's no it's I a good watch league. it and it, and I see that it's okay. No, it's a I fun do. league. I mean, you you watch like Mönchengladbach against Leverkusen, proper match. But ultimately, you know, when Bayern's in town, you know what's going to happen, and that's not any other team's fault. It's just they're just well equipped, you know. So that's what kills it. But I mean, amongst the other teams, if you were to remove Bayern, that's a really fun league. But I mean, that's how the that's how the game goes, you know. It's a it's a stronghold monopoly going on there. But you know, <laughs> going on into Europe though, I I don't see Bayern as a team that scares many teams. I I think they're formidable. They're good, I, but they're like, like a a semifinal type team. Like like once Lewandowski leaves and once Muller leaves, um, this is why I think they I'm scared by then, that they'll go for Haaland. You know, by then though they'll have somebody worth taking that mantle. Well, yeah, and that's what they're known for, and more likely it'll be from a Bundesliga team. That's that's <laughs> their style. 
But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I hope not. You know what I would love is if they got somebody else. It, I know it'll never happen, but imagine they went for Harry Kane. That'd be fucking cool, you know? Yeah. But it'll never happen because they, they go for the Aryan race. <laughs> ah, nah, Dang, just kidding. Uh, uh, that, be careful now. Oh, whoa, whoa, hey. hey. Be careful now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Did, did Henry just call Bayern Munich racist? Ah. Uh, but, sir, they have... They have Nazi lineage well that doesn't matter um yeah so oh well speaking of harry kane let, let's just get into it now season's over harry kane's had a 20 and was it 13 is there 20 and 13 is the season 2013 well how many goals he had 23 damn near 23 and however many assists player of the season golden boot uh uh, I guess top assist of the season as well, so playmaker of the year. Yeah, and uh, he came out with an hour interview with Gary Neville, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, kind of basically shitting on on uh, Tottenham and, and the management. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he was very he was nice about it. He was a complete dick. Short right? of short of saying explicitly saying I want to leave, he said I want to leave. Yeah, it's kind of like when you see those videos of like people that have been kidnapped by like the taliban or something and they're like yeah i'm fine they're feeding me and everything but you know deep down is like fuck get me out of here please i'm i'm fighting for my life here i want to win trophies i've been starved from silverware i feel like that's that's what he really is doing it's like a yeah a subtle cry for help and uh, uh yeah all i can say is we have a really nice loft set up for him in in northern manchester <laughs> you know we, we we drink a lot of champagne win a lot of trophies score a lot of goals De Bruyne, I know he mentioned this. He said, De Bruyne, if I'm honest, uh, uh, it's, it'd be a dream to play with him. Fucking hell. Hey, wherever yeah. he goes, he's going to do bits, you know? Harry Kane so. is a great player, and uh, it, it's a it's it's sad that, that he hasn't won anything. How many narratives do we have of players like that, though? Like, such great players that don't win a whole lot. John Stockton, uh, a different sport, but yeah. Different sport. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a common you always, thing. You always feel kind of bad because he's so obviously good. Yeah. He's fucking amazing. And uh, I, I, guess, I, I guess you can shit on the management from, from, uh, from Spurs. They, had, they took away Pochettino, who probably had a rough start to his following great season, but kind of let that one ride, right? Yeah. And... You know, certain players haven't been signed. Um, so, you know, personnel's kind of a question. And people don't want to go to Spurs. They just have a reputation for being kind of kind of shit. Yeah. Not lately, I guess, but <laughs> nah, they don't I mean, win. And, and someone like Kane wants to win, wants to get, get trophies. So this kind of shit leads you to, to situations where, oh, well... Manchester City are, are getting all the talent. Well, fuck, Manchester City are winning, and losers want to win. Yeah. And if there's one loser that deserves to win, it's fucking Harry Kane. Oh, yeah, for sure, by and large. Um, now, is he worth $150 million? No, that's he's not. way too much. Yeah. He's not. Um, and that's due to maybe age a little bit. He's not old. Injuries, yes. And just the price tag. I, I mean, not... Not very many players should be worth 150, and I don't think he's a Neymar, Messi type player that that deserves that. But 
Yeah, maybe a notch below. 120 should be reasonable. Yeah, I mean, it's the English tax as well, you know. It's, there's always that. And I know uh, Levy's going to be wanting to milk the most out of whatever he can get for him. Yeah, and what and what Kane is doing right now is kind of, you know, putting the idea out there that he wants to leave. Yeah. Um, which, which uh, you know, takes a little bit of leverage away from, from uh, Levy. Yeah. Well, um, here's the thing. Like, a lot of uh, analysts are saying is, like, well, Tottenham don't have to sell Harry Kane. They could hold on to him. He has three years left on his contract. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, hold him hostage? Like, yeah. what if he just doesn't want to fucking play? Like, you know, like, what if he pulls a Gareth Bale with Madrid, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I, I think Spurs would be wise to sell him. Will it happen? Like Gary Neville said, he says, I, I, I put out this interview, but I don't want to say that Harry Kane wants to leave or is going to leave. He said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays with Spurs again this season coming up. But, you know, it's like you want to sell him while he's hot, you know? Yeah, you're not going to get any more. And I think he, he alluded to something like that, too. Uh, I think I think Harry Kane said something like, well, I'm, like, uh, I'm only getting older, yeah. Like, this is the season where I think my value is the highest. Yeah, basically. he's not wrong either. No, he's not. I mean, I'm not going to try and... I'm not spending 150 on a 29-year-old Kane with a whole other league um, of miles in his legs right it's just not that's just not a reasonable um so if we had to guess and all indications are giving us one one uh destination where is he going yeah that's a good question i think manchester city um with the departure of aguero looks like the the most obvious target um you know, Man United is another team that's kind of thrown out there, but with Cavani's resurgence, it's kind of like, should they? Will they? I don't know. Do do I as a City fan? Do I want Kane? I'm not obsessed with him. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm not like fuck. It's make or break, right? But um, I think it would be a good addition for sure. I mean, any team that adds Harry Kane, just is imagine get those better. uh those crosses. Yeah. Going into uh, those De Bruyne crosses, going into the box, Kane on the receiving end. Where, where in the past they'd be ending up either as a throw-in for the other team or fucking in the in the keeper's hands. Yeah, I mean, for sure. that You know, when, when Jesus or Sterling get those kind of balls, it, it doesn't usually end well. And it, they're dimes, bro. They're dimes that would have been all-time goals sometimes with the, pa- the kind of passes that, that he gives. I mean, I think Harry Kane would, would you know, conclude those those plays so well. And I think he also link ups with Mares and Foden. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, we already have a very strong like English uh, nucleus with you know John Stones, Foden, Sterling. I think uh, the chemistry is just it's there already. So, and I think uh, Guardiola uh, would would only bring out the best in them. I think I don't even think there's much improvement to be done to Harry Kane, but what he's done to players that are already great. I have to say, Wardiola uh, has has a way of elevating the level. I think he's just he's just able to see the strengths of a player and be like, okay, this is where you're gonna work best. Um, but you know, and then the instruction that he gives the other players. Yeah, he like puts them in the best. Yeah, you're you know, either place. gonna you're gonna you're either gonna make a um, an overlapping pass here, or you're gonna cut in and then you know make a make a pass to the touchline there. And a lot of those times, and I think Kane would would serve a lot more with with that sort of offense. 
We've never seen Kane with, with that kind of offense, you know? No, at the closest was like Pochettino type offense and he had And the personnel re- just wasn't there. Well yeah, that's the thing, the personnel wasn't there, but the, the play style was almost along the the same lines, obviously a little different, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where he ends up, man. Um I'm sure wherever he goes, if he goes, will be uh you know, any team will be delighted to have him. Yeah. Well that's uh City walking the league two point Oh man, yeah, it would be a bit unfair, but I mean, then again, we're we're losing Aguero too, and then those are two guys who are almost equal in terms of acclaim. Not individual today. acclaim. Yeah, not not today. Obviously, like Harry Kane is much better, but um, you know, going back and Golden Boots and records and goals goals per minute ratio, things like that. You know, uh, Aguero is just amazing, but uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes. I think he's the most anticipated transfer of. Uh, of oh this yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure going to be one that everyone's going to be refreshing all season for. Yeah, all off season anyway. Um, so yeah, moving on from that, Kane, man, I, I kind of want him to leave Spurs. Yeah. I think, I think it's time. time. I think he's he's done enough service for them, you know. It's it's he's earned his right to leave by now. I mean, they went to a you you know Champions League final. They you know they tried their best. They they missed out. I think that was the pinnacle of his career there and his best chance at some valuable silverware. <laughs> it's just it's going to be interesting to see what Spurs do. I mean, the, the smart thing for Spurs was like, yeah, you got one hundred twenty, one hundred ten. Reinvest that into positions that you need. You're gonna need a striker. You can. There's a lot of good strikers on the market right now that you can get for get half fucking, that price. Get Gerard Moreno. Get Gerard Moreno. Andre yeah. Silva. Josef Nazari. Yeah. Somebody like that. Yeah. You know? And it's not shore that up, expensive. Shore up that the the center back. Um. Uh, who's who would be a good center back for on the relative cheap? Uh, he won't be that cheap, but with that money they can afford. I would go for Jules Kounde. Um, if not Jules Kounde. Uh well I think Joe Skunde would be amazing because he has already experience with Reguilon. Um that'd be a cool signing. But if, sure. if it was something more affordable, Tyrone Mings. Um, oh I don't uh, no, I he wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Um there's a lot of good options out there. Um I'm trying to think though. Yeah, there's... you would have to look a little more like French or fucking from Italy or something. Pau Torres? Uh, too expensive, um, or he's going to Madrid. Yeah, he's. He, we'll we'll hold on to that. Ah, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I wanted to. Um. I wanted to get your team of the season, man. Alrighty, man. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a, I have a team. I have a team ready. Let me see what do I got here. So, um, I'll start from the back, goalkeeper. Maybe this is kind of biased, but there's a certain edge that Ederson provides that I think warrants him making my team of the season. I mean, obviously he got the golden glove, but besides that, I mean, his playmaking abilities are are something that hasn't really been seen in the Premier League ever. Um, we've seen it by Neuer, we've seen it by a few other keepers around the world, but never in the Premier League. Ederson, for me, is he's reached his prime right now. Sure, his shot-stopping ability maybe is something he can work on, but he doesn't really get put in those positions too often, so it's hard for me to knock him. So I have Ederson. 
Uh, my left back, this is probably my most controversial pick. I went with uh, Benjamin Chilwell. Not Benjamin Mendy, but Chilwell. I think for his age and for what he's you know uh, done for Chelsea this season from that position um, has been really, really impressive. And I, I think going forward, he, he's even really tidy, man. He scores goals. He gets assists. Almost like a winger, but he can actually defend pretty well, too. Just signed and, there. And he's active on social media. Yeah, that too. And, uh, you know, he was really good at Leicester, too. And now he's at a contender. Maybe not this season, but next. Like, I think he's he's a solid pick. Obviously, Luke Shaw, I, I really wanted to give it to him as well. He's made a, a big leap this season. But, I mean, it's, it's really either or. Um, and then um, my center back partnership was uh, Harry Maguire. And Ruben Diaz. I think Diaz is the the easiest pick to make in this lineup. I think if anyone has a unanimous pick for the team of the season other than Harry Kane, yeah, it's got to be uh, Ruben Diaz. Yeah, man, he's so good. Um, you know, he's just he's doing his thing, man, and um, he looks so confident. He's so poised. He's a unit. He has enough bully factor to him, enough leadership. It's really hard to to spot a flaw in the guy. And um, well, he's got a pretty. Uh, uh, pronounced the uh, overbite yeah yeah i mean he's he's just like a very <laughs> stoic guy you know um but uh and then at, at right back i have kyle walker that's a tough one too it could have gone to Cancelo. it could have gone to maybe kufal from west ham but I, I went with walker because i think he's just a, a good defender Reece james too deserves a shout yeah yeah Reece for james the first well. half because yeah. he got benched once the tuchel came and um so yeah, that's my back four with the Henry, keeper. Henry is is fucking getting killed here. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the Knicks just went on a crazy run. Yeah, right the now. Knicks just went like on a fucking twenty to yeah eleven I mean, run. They need to bring Trey back on. But um, my midfield consists, and there's so many good midfielders. I think the midfield was the hardest for me because there's so many good ones. But I ended up going with Bruno Fernandez, who was the easiest one to pick for his goal contributions and and what he means to his team. Um. So he he. Knows I think I think without Fernandes, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all pretentious and and say it. Uh, yeah. The Portuguese. Uh. Honestly, without him, uh, Manchester United. Well, without him and without an adequate sort of replacement, uh, United are lucky to be even in Europa. Yeah. That's a mid-table team without Fernandes. Yeah. Um. I mean. He's good. He's good. I, I don't know if if I'd go like, oh my god, that far. Uh, I think that he he is you know what he's done in a in a limited limited amount of time is impressive, but he's just you know he can do a lot of things. He checks a lot of boxes for them, and then my my other two midfielders that I, that I accompany with him are Gundogan and KDB. Even though KDB played a limited amount of time, um, you know I think he's he's been massive. Um, Despite only playing like a certain amount of games, he's almost like a few assists away from getting another playmaking award. And Gundogan, you know, the goals he scored this season were massive. You know, there's a lot of other good mid- midfielders as well, Grealish, Susek, but I, this is the guys I ended up with. Um, and then my front three, I went with uh, Hyoming Sung on the right wing, left wing, I went with Salah, and striker, I went with Kane. I think. You know, I had to go with those guys because their statistical output was just yeah, too yeah. too good to overlook for me. Um, they're just, you know, they're ballers, you know. And uh, despite their teams maybe not being at their best, they still shined. And that means a lot to me. 
Yeah. So before we get into your alternates, because mm-hmm. I, I think we can just kind of brainstorm alternates b- yeah, within yeah. ourselves yeah, afterwards. Yeah. I'll, I'll get into mine. Uh, uh, and I was going to say manager David Moyes. Really? Yeah. No, okay. Have to. I have to. Uh, because what he did is is was unprecedented. Uh, and West Ham was, was supposed to be a, like a like a 10 seed this year. Yeah, mid-table for yeah. sure. I was going to go with Big Sam just for the vibes. Ah, fucking hell. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so my team, just off the top because I didn't write it down. I did write it down, but I didn't. I don't have it with me. Uh, for the keeper, I was torn between uh, Emi Martinez from Aston Villa. Oh, yeah. He had a... Who continued... Because like, he, he ended off last season really great because of Bernlano's uh, injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal decided to, you know what, we, we're we going to keep Leno and get rid of Martinez. But he's so good, man. Yeah, he's solid. He man. reminds me a lot of uh, Kaylor Navas. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of a lot of uh, Kaylor Navas in him. Um, and Martinez is from Argentina. But then the other the other one is uh, uh, Meslier or I don't I don't know how to pronounce yeah, yeah, his yeah. name from uh, from Leeds. I thought he was really good this season too. He's a good young keeper for me. He's he's one of those guys along with like Dean Henderson and Ariola that. You know, this next decade they're gonna rip it up. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I'll, I'm gonna go with uh, Emmy Martinez, mm-hmm. uh, just based on actual goalkeeping. Um, right. You know, we can look at teams like United, uh, City, of of course, is one of them. Chelsea. Um, we can look at those teams, but at the end of the day, the reason why they got such low tallies is because they have great defenses in front of them. Right. Not to not to disparage the keepers, and that's not a like a punishment on them or a negative towards them, but you know they have that kind of benefit, and th- there is something to say about you know letting so many goals in as well. But you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, I think Martinez as a as a keeper that you know ticks my box. Yeah, and that's that's a good shot. Uh, no pun intended. Um, as far as defense goes, I mean, unanimously. Ruben Diaz, uh, Harry Maguire makes mine. Left back is Luke Shaw. That might be a little bit of bias, but I, I really do think he had as a as a left back probably be one of the best uh, seasons. He's up there. Um, and then right back, I, I have a uh, Joao Cancelo. Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, midfield, I have uh, Bruno. Obviously, Bruno. Bruno's hard one not to put in. I wanted to not put him, but I did. Uh, Suchek. Just for for uh, I think he was the main reason why West Ham were the powerhouse that they were, uh, for, for a, a big sure. a big portion of the season, and then um, I went with Gundogan, yeah, on, on my uh, on my kind of left uh, central side, and uh, for the front for the front three I have uh, I have uh, Hyoming Sun, uh, Mares on the right, and Kane in the middle. That's a, that's not a bad shout. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked what Mars did in the in the second half of the season. I, I felt like there there was a lot of portions in the in the city season where yeah they were in cruise control, but if it wasn't for Mares, they probably wouldn't have gotten a goal here and there. Yeah, no, he, he was responsible for a lot of playmaking for he them. Was, for me, he's the best winger City had this and, season, and yeah. and his contributions in Champions League were massive. Yeah, yeah, he he was yeah for sure. Um, um, now for like kind of alternates, uh, my left back. I really wanted to. I really considered uh, uh, Kieran Tierney. Oh yeah, that's a good shout. I thought he was good, um, and obviously for my alternates, KDB was had to, you know, you, you can't completely disregard. And I struggled to leave him off. Yeah, 
um, Mason Mount was left off of my midfield. Yeah, Mason Mount. I, I I'll still put Grealish ahead of Mount myself. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, Mount was you know he made a big strike. He was just season. available, and Grealish. I think if he wasn't if he wasn't injured for as long as he was, I think he could have easily made. Yeah. That and uh, and Aston Villa would have been much higher in the on the table. For sure. He he. I think he was the single like. Other than Kane, probably the most. Probably the best player. Up until the point that he got injured. And um, another player that I felt like I had to leave off. Uh, I think I said Reese James. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Foden, man. Oh, that that's that's my biggest omission. I think he was massive for his age, especially what he did this season in a star-studded team. Um, you know, to compete with spots like Mares and Bernardo Silva and Sterling. The poise he showed, man. Yeah, I mean that kid's special, and it's not—he's not a finished product yet. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, he's got a lot of growing to do, but man, what we see now, look out, man, because that's a—that's a future Ballon d'Or. I—I would. I don't want to say something crazy, but I think uh, Phil Foden is better than Holland. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but you <laughs> didn't have to say that. <laughs> And Micah Richards just slobbering all over him. He's like, I know, I thought he was going to ask him like a, a really good question. He's like, can I ask you something? Do you know how much I love you? <laughs> and he's like, no, Micah, I don't. I'm like, damn, bro, that's a grown man, bro. Like, <laughs> that's, a, no, that's a younger man. <laughs> yeah, that's a younger man. He's a grown man asking him that. Like, That's not your little brother. That's not your son. I'll tell you this, though. I think every City fan feels, feels passionate about Phil Foden. And I don't think they've ever... No City fan has ever felt that way about a player ever. I'll tell you this because I have a little miniature caricature of him at, at my desk at work. Because I know this kid is special and I don't think we'll ever see anybody like him. Well, I don't, know, circumstance, if, I don't you know. know if City have ever produced a player no. like that. No, I like mean... that's we, your. If you can think of great City players that came from City, there, there's probably none that come to mind. No, I mean, there, there's some that I know, but not to the level of Foden. But Foden's only 20. That's the crazy but in, thing. But like any... Like really good ones. I'm sure there's there's some. Oh, they're they're pretty good. Like you said, like Jack Harrison. Jack. And Harrison. the only other one I guess you can say is Jaden Sancho. But I don't even know if he comes from City's academy. No, no, he did come from our academy. But like it, it goes back to be before these days, like Colin Bell and Mike Summerby. But these are like legends from the past, right? In recent days, like there's not many. You know, there's there's um you know Kieran Trippier, Benjamin Mee. Uh, it, Michael Richards. It's like it's not even, many. Yeah, even them, they're not. They're you're, not as you're, big. You're not, they're not notable like that. No, no. But uh, yeah. Phil Foden is Ballon d'Or type player. Well, that's yeah. He's just a, a a step above. I mean, that's the thing, and it's crazy what Gary Neville says too. He's like, we're talking about one of Man City's players. We can be looking at one of one of England's best ever, because there's nobody from England. I mean, you could think maybe David Beckham, Wayne Rooney. I don't know. There's like not many names, but. This guy can actually, you know, they call him the Stockport Iniesta, and it was not common for a player to play with that kind of finesse that's English in the Premier League, and he's been able to do that. And it's insane to see because if, if he looked differently and he w- you, would, you would swear he's from, I don't know, from Betis or something, or from Spain or from, you know, La Masia, from La Castilla. That's Be- sort of a, like, like a aggressive dribbling. Aggressive dribbling, tight ball control, and shifty, you know, and can finish with both feet. I mean, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, I mean that, that kid's special, man. Um, I, and and by the way, 
you know, obviously every I think it's unanimous Harry Kane at the nine. My 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 backup striker to him is is Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's gonna be one of the top ones. I'm trying to remember who I had. Um, oh, I think you said a uh, uh, Bardi, right? <laughs> uh, sure, Vardinho. Um, fuck. There, there's there's some names out there like Ollie like Watkins, Danny Ings, Danny Ings. Uh, um, fuck, man. Patrick, Bum- Patrick Bumford. Patrick Bamford. There you go. Bumford. Yeah. I'd be more inclined to put Bamford than than uh, Calvert Lewin. Mm. Calvert Lewin went cold in the second half. Mm, I mean, he he was still scoring quite frequently. He was scoring, but the bulk of his goals were in the first half. No, in the pen- first like four months. No penalties though, like 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 sure. your boy Bumford. So I will say, hey, who ended up with more? DCL. Really? Yeah. I think so. I think so. All right. But if you take penalties out, DCL for sure. But then if you look at uh, squad budget... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, that is true. No, uh, no, I don't like to look at that. Man, you know, the, and the thing is, like, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was able to do this on a team that really was kind of shit this year. I mean, let's be they honest. They ended up being shit. Well, yeah. I mean, they have good individual talent, but they're just I not... I think moving. individually, they're better than Leeds. But Leeds have, have a stupid good manager and a good play style, you know? Yeah, a play style that's been tailor-made for them and it's nice Let, let's not forget that leads most of their talent comes from the championship that's all cha- that's that's mostly championship level talent yeah no it is it is but um it, it does it helps a lot kind of like deceptive in terms of of how good they actually are yeah i mean but that's the truth that's the truth for aston villa as well and a few other clubs that have promoted but the thing is i think the manager and the fact that he's been there for like three or four odd seasons now or like maybe three i'm saying uh, i mean that helps a lot and and bielsa is for me one of the best managers in the world for sure yeah uh, but but let's like when you say aston villa um leads don't have a well i guess i can't say that when they have uh, calvin phillips but they don't have like a like a john mcginnis obviously not a jack Grealish. uh i guess on paper ollie watkins oh well yeah he was he was purchased recently to be fair yeah and I think Leeds will hopefully dip into the market this season. I mean, they did dip in this season as well. I, I know they, they probably would, and, and they've got more money than, than they normally do. So, yeah, we'll definitely see. But, yeah, Bamford, Bamford was good this season, man. He had a pretty good uh, scoring record for, for someone that was more or less a Premier League reject. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's a Product solid Product of player. the system, for sure. But. Yeah. I mean, he's he's good. He's good for sure. Um, I'll still, like I said, I'll still take... Calvert Lewin barely ahead of him, Danny Ings just because of our veteran experience. But I think Bamford going forward, you know, if he keeps his head on right, I think he can be in that conversation to be a constant call up for England, especially once Harry Kane is on his way out. I think that spot is open for him. Um, no love for Timo Werner. Ah, uh, nah, man. I think uh, he plays. He plays good football. He's just not a striker, or he's not playing like one at least. He's suffering from that Bobby Firmino, Bobby or Gabriel Jesus uh, disease where they do a lot of things right. They just can't fucking make a goal, you know? Yeah, and the thing about him is because he's such a big figure, because he's such a big signing that you're looking at him strictly for goals. And I don't know if that's necessarily his game. Yeah, I mean... He gets a lot of that responsibility too. He he got that responsibility uh, for the national team. And... He was doing it for uh, Leipzig. With Leipzig, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, fucking Leipzig. I mean, that's a that's a team that, that is just producing talent left and right as well. 
Um, and we'll see what happens with them. I mean, they were really the, I mean, not to t- touch on Bundesliga too much, but they were a team that was really knocking on the door for the title for a while. Um, this season, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, uh, that's not a bad shout. Uh, who else did I have on my... Uh... Oh, and I, we haven't mentioned John Stones, but I, he was my third center back after... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, he had a, a great bounce-back season, um, you know, for, for City. And, I mean, a lot of that can be owed to D- Diaz's leadership. But, I mean, he's top. Laporte is not too far off as well. I he mean, just didn't play as much, so it's hard to include him. On oh, the... of course. But, you know, on his day, he's he's up there with the best center backs in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, and midfield is, is the one where, like like you said, a lot of people get left out. Um, I had Mason Mount left out. Mason Conte Mount, was left Mount, out. Mount. Um, uh, Pogba. Jorginho. <laughs> Jorginho. But, uh, yeah, I think... Um, James Ward-Prowse. And for me, I, I wanted Mares because I didn't. I don't feel like, like Salah had a great season. He scored a lot, sure. On and, a bum team. And there's... Yeah, they got third place, man. Barely. They got third place. Barely. That's where they ended up. Barely. Uh, they got smacked in the champs, though. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we took care of that. Ah. But. Let's go. I just don't feel like he had a good season. A lot of his goals were out of circumstance, out of, uh, you know, being being clever. And he got a lot of penalties, too. Did he? Yeah. I mean, he's their penalty scorer, so. Yeah. Um, I, And I love the Morris pick, but, you know. I just didn't want to make it too city heavy because then I'm just I'm biased. You yeah, know? I know. Yeah, you're, you're picking Ederson for one for a thing that he did once this season, maybe he, twice. He also had the most clean sheets. Uh, um, I would think uh, Ruben Diaz and uh, uh, I would I would John think Stones I would think that. his gloves, man. But listen, cool. I mean, how many other goalkeepers have an assist under their belt this season? I rest well, my case. There's there's a few, but uh, I don't know that that. It doesn't move the tick for me too much. Uh, I mean, for me, I think there's a lot of, of respect when you don't face shots much. I mean, you kind of grow into a game when you have to keep making saves. It's, it's like Ochoa and Tim Howard. They look beast because they have a shit front line in front of them. So they make a lot of saves and that can kind of skew but they, your perception. But they, but they make them, but they but also get scored on three or four times. Now, you know, now if they, game. Yeah, but if and that's the thing. I think that that's what skews it as well. It's like, oh, well, he got scored on a lot. Well, yeah. motherfucker, he got there was twenty shots against him, so if if he blocks sixteen, whereas if Ederson only blocks two, that went right at him. Right, but I mean, the, and they don't have the feet that Ederson has. Ederson has the feet of of, of a midfielder, but he really only showed it once. No, and, he and showed, no, no. See, that's the thing that you you only see the ones that result in goals, but you don't see the ones where it's like, oh shit, that could have been a goal, but it doesn't make Sky Sports. I think um, what there's what he has is unique. He, put, he puts his team in peril too because of those feet. And there's times where he saves shots because he's able to be a sweeper keeper and make it out to halfway of midfield and 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 just kick a ball. Get ahead of it. Yeah, sure. and, and that's that's a that's an underrated skill, you know. Yeah, um, but um, I mean, it's tough. I I know it's it's a tough one, but you know, when you get the Golden Glove, I think that's worth some merit. I know I know that you might not think that, but I mean, I think there, uh, there I is got, there is credit to it, but for Ederson in particular. I mean, if we're going to be singing praises of John Stones and and uh, uh, Ruben, yeah, it takes a little bit away from from that Golden Glove. Well, M- uh, Mendy's another guy that comes to mind from Chelsea, and he has he had one of the best defenses in the league as well. So yeah, I, I think like if we're going to him, give him credit as well, I think it's not 
yeah. terribly wrong to give it to Ederson as well, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't make him and uh, uh, um, Henderson or De Gea. They didn't make my alternates. Ah. Uh, and they had great defenses. Well, De Gea, I mean, nah, he's... Let's, let's face I mean, it. I mean, the, the, guy, the guy's kind of past it now. Well, the, him and him and Henderson were swapping off this season a lot. Ah. So, um, and I think, uh, I think United faced the second least goals allowed this season. I might be wrong, but they're either second or third. Yeah. And they're not too far off. Well, M- Mendy had the most clean sheets after Ederson. That, that's the only reason why I mentioned them. But I, for me, I think... I, I mean, I went with Ederson myself, but yeah, I know. There's a you know. I, I feel I I just I feel like there's there's credit due there, because I mean when Allison won it or when Allison was getting team of the season uh, shouts, nobody was saying oh Virgil, but he has Virgil Van Dyke though. No, I mean you still got to make the saves. I, do. You still I was never high on Allison. Um, well, you did choose him for keeper of the season all all your all of Europe last season, if I'm not mistaken, but. Did I? F- fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I was like, ah, Allison, he's not that good. But you're like, ah, Allison's good, man. Like, whatever. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we, we can look. We can listen. To I, that. I want to now because I don't. I've never been high on Allison. Yeah, no, because I remember the team of the season came out and they included Allison. I'm like, Allison has no business being there. You're like, no, well, uh, you know, ah, blah, blah, blah. But sure. Um, pretty sure I was with Courtois last season. Cause he had a great season. No, last I year. know, but they, you know, there was like a top three that we were making. And I'm like, no, Allison doesn't deserve to be there, and you said that he does, but I mean, it doesn't matter because he's nowhere in the conversation this season, and I think, you know, that's it speaks volumes. But I mean, Ederson for me, you know, I I feel like a lot of times he doesn't get get credit because he plays on a great team, you know, and you that Allison? that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. You can be the best goalkeeper in the world, but you play for City, so you're shit now. You know, it's like, ah, oh, Well, I mean, not necessarily because we saw Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen is obviously a few steps below um, Ederson. I mean... He, when he, he played, he was just shaky. Yeah. And that might be due to not playing a whole lot, but yeah, he just it is. didn't because seem... if you saw him at Leipzig or at Fortuna Dusseldorf, you'll see that he's a good keeper. Um, I'm not going to watch Fortuna Dusseldorf. Well, I know. Of course you're not. I mean, it's I don't even watch it, but I'm saying I watch it because I'm a U.S. fan. And he's the best American goalkeeper, but he's only 23 as well. You know, not a, not many keepers are balling at 23. Most of them hit their peak at around 26 to, to about 34. That's the that's the year range, that eight year span. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's few like Donnarumma, Messlier maybe. Who, by the way, Messlier is good. I don't. I mean, I saw him make a lot of mistakes this year as well. But I mean, fair enough, fair play. I mean, he was he was more exposed than Ederson for sure. But I mean, yeah, that's one of those things. Goalkeeper is is an interesting one because if I tell you my goalkeeper for for La Liga, it's very similar to what I'm gonna say about Ederson, and it's about the the gloves that are golden. But well, yeah, yeah but for different reasons. Whoa! I mean, Jimenez and Savage are pretty solid too. They're solid. Oh, no, 100. percent But uh, come on, man. Yeah, but Oblak can't pick a pass like Ederson, can he? <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Ederson's not stopping the ones that Oblak is, and that's where that's that's where you balance it out, you know. Yeah, you. I think I think it just kind of depends on on what you want in your keeper. Right, right. That's what it is, and and if you want a Pep style, you're not going to be depending on a guy who can't pass for for shit, you know. Well, you, the, and, you that's need why, a and that's why and that's why Claudio Bravo was so good 
and that's why Pep wanted him because Bravo's good with and his feet. And that's why we got yeah, that's why we get got rid of Joe Hart cuz he wasn't, you know, good with his feet. Well, he's not a good keeper. He's decent. He's decent. He's not bad. I mean, he he didn't just stumble onto the England team. You know, and I, I mean, mean, Pickford I mean, Pickford's not bad. I don't think he's bad. I mean, you know, I mean, Joe Hart is it feels so long ago since he was relevant, but I mean, that's just an example. That was like five, six years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like 15, 16 season? Um, but yeah, uh, moving on from, from that, uh, well, anything else that? No, no, I, I mean, that's it for the for the team of the season, I think. For, for Premier League, that is. For, uh, so for Premier League, is there any players that we should look out for or, well, like you, younger players that were that kind of stood out. I wish I could have taken time to make an under twenty three Premier League team of the year. I thought about it, but I it's can't. it's a lot of work. But I I really like Anthony Robinson at left back. I think um, uh, a Premier League teams would be wise to sign him from Fulham as they're as they're going down this year. Um, you know, but you know, uh, besides him, Eberichi Ezi, Janepo, um, you know, good shouts there. Um, Saint Maximin. Same by that I mean, stock while it's high. He's he's good. He's just I mean I haven't seen him consistently, to to say that he's earned that. But I mean he's he 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 has a bag of tricks and he's able to make all the vines and the YouTubes and well the highlight tapes. Well that but he, well, as soon as he got healthy, Newcastle went on a win streak, man. I wouldn't necessarily attribute it to him. But no, but but he's able to make a ch- a difference. I think he's just able to to have some really cool plays where he has like techers and stuff. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm saying cause I I was a big fan. I am a big fan of his. But I mean, like sometimes you have to look at the bigger picture, and and yeah. I mean I don't know. Like, I'm saying I want to see him at a bigger club and see if he can and do it. You know, I'm sure he can though. But um, yeah, that's somebody to look forward to. I don't know if he's necessarily young anymore. I think he's like 25 now, 24 maybe. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> he he's a good shout. Um, I mean I know that's like not old, but it's not necessarily young. 24. Yeah, he just uh, turned 24. Yeah, Phil Foden. Phil Foden, for sure, I think, is in there. Uh, Mason Greenwood is the guy. I mean, these are names we know because they play for big clubs. Um, but, yeah, that those are guys to look out for. Rafinha, Pedro Neto. I'm really high on those guys as well. Pedro Neto, man, I, I really wanted to put him on one of my on one of my lists, too. Yeah. But he's he, so good, man. He's, but. he's good, but, you know, no no stats to show for it, unfortunately. And that, that's a yeah. big part of it. And I can't fault him for it. He I, plays for Wolves, you yeah, know? And, but, I mean, that's a big part of it. I think just, just as a player, uh, I, I would be inclined to... Maybe put him like on a on a third string team or something like that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, what about disappointments? Um, that's a tough one, man. Cause I don't like to shit on players. Cause I mean, it's hard to really judge on 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 what you know. I was gonna say Mikel Antonio deserves a shout. He was pretty good this season too. But um, he's not. He's an older player. But in terms of like players that disappointed, ah, it's really hard to 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 pick one. Cause I can't really think of one. Maybe uh, Tony Marshall. Tony Martial was dead, like just dreadful. Yeah. Uh, obviously Werner, uh, and most of the signings that Chelsea made, most of the big signings, Havertz came on kind of towards the end. Never really yeah. wowed anybody. I don't. I think. think Werner was kind of a disappointment this season. Werner was a disappointment in terms of goals. Uh, how do you feel about Pulisic? Oh, I have no problem with him. I. If he's not playing, that's not his fault. I think when he has played, he's shown us that he's capable of being a top winger in the league. 
um, you know, I think it's he should definitely look forward to moving somewhere, somewhere else. Damn, he got screwed and checked. But um, I mean, you know, I think for him it would benefit him to join Liverpool, maybe or or a, a team that that really needs a winger because I don't think it's working at Chelsea. You know, Mane was a pretty big disappointment this season. Yeah. But a lot of that Liverpool Liverpool team, was disappointing yeah. in general. Uh, Thiago uh, didn't wow anybody. Oh yeah, that that's a. Big but he's one. not like I don't know. I don't know what people were expecting with Thiago. I I think you you were expecting like highlight passes like every time, and it's like no, he's not. He's not that kind of guy. A lot of his passes are short to medium. Like right. he'll he'll give you a nice long ball here. And that's and there. the thing, like short to medium passes, and if that's what you want, let's just bring John Joe Shelby on, you know. Does this bring uh, Mark Noble? There's plenty of guys that can do that. So uh, for me, I wasn't impressed with what he showed. That's myself, though. Um, uh, you know, I think um, for what for the big name that he is, I was expecting more. Hamas disappointed me as well a lot. A, a player that plays in the midfield. He, uh, as you well. know what? You know what Hamas's problem was is that he couldn't be bothered to get into Premier League shape. Yeah, but that's always been his problem. You know, he's just not a serious hooper or hooper, a serious player, I should say. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely not serious. Um, I'm trying to think of of other of other players, and um, I know you said Richarlison was disappointing. Richarlison was disappointing, and I think I said that last week. Yeah, just because you know he's had all this promise for all these years, and maybe he's had a good season here and there, but. Maybe a good season isn't good enough for for someone that's got that sort of talent, that sort of praise. So I wish he could uh, turn it up. Yeah. And uh, honestly, disappointing from Aguero and just not being available. Uh, I, it's expected. I, I know. I know. It's it's the, the story of the last couple of seasons, but to only play what, five games, five six games, if that. I can't hold that against them, though. I'm only going to call players disappointing for what they show me on the pitch. If they were not available, then that's that's kind of hard for me to it's, shit on. It's disappointing that, that they are unavailable. Well, I mean, he's he's constantly been unavailable for most of his career. So it's not it's not disappointing to me because it's, it's expected. But if you're on the pitch playing 90 and you can't do shit, then that's more disappointing for me. <laughs> um, sure. Sterling yeah. is, was a bit disappointing to me this season. If I'm looking at City. And he played less and less as the season went on, too. And yeah, yeah. And he earned that. Um, rightfully so, I think. But um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's hard to nitpick at, at players like that. But yeah, I guess Aubameyang to an extent disappointing. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. That's that's beyond to an extent. He, yeah, he yeah. was very obviously disappointing. Um, Danny Ceballos on that team was disappointing. Oh, yeah. He played so great at the end of last season, and then and then the preseason that you figured that he was going to ball out, and he. Someone said that he's better than he thinks he is. He he thinks yeah. he's better than he actually is. Yeah, yeah. And that for sure, he can't be arsed. He's kind of an asshole, and uh, yeah, Arsenal will do good to not re-sign him. Yeah, I think so. Um, I know I'm, I know I'm thinking of others. I guess maybe Jack Grealish to an extent, just because he was injured. But again, can't really hold that against him. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and that's that's kind of it for as far as that goes. Um, I'm just curious to to know if you if you feel like someone next year, if you had to pick one player next year, that's gonna take off from your team anyway. 
Oh, for, oh, I think Ferran for sure. Yeah, without a doubt, he's he's the one guy that I'm like. He showed us a lot of good glimpses this year. I think he's gonna do bits next season, especially with the Guerrero vac- the Guerrero vacancy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he even plays as a nine from time to time. He'd be better off. Yeah, I mean he's so versatile. He can play on the left, on the right, on he's the kind middle. of a big boy too. Yeah, I mean he's so good, man. He's so so good. I I think if he would have played more this season, we would have saw it this season. But there's too many good players on that team. So yeah, I think he's gonna do bits. And uh, for City, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I I uh, in terms of other teams, it's really hard to pick one, man. Um, I think Martinelli is gonna do bits next season. That's my guess. Um, just I think he's gonna get more PT. I, yeah, that that's that's the main thing is getting playing time. Every time he comes on, yeah, he's so good. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, Martinelli was a good pick. I don't want to think about it too hard. Yeah, I think Mason Greenwood hopefully makes a jump next season. I think he has the potential to. He was a bit disappointing at times. I mean, it's not his fault. Maybe he didn't get the playing time he deserved. That's a very like loaded lineup. But um, yeah, I think he'll he'll improve. Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, talking about that, we'll move on to La Liga f- as far as. What happened at the end there, man? Because uh, Atletico needed to win, and and uh, they found themselves down one to zero, and then all of a sudden Real Madrid fell down one to zero to Villarreal, mm-hmm. and and then Real Madrid uh, tied it. After a while, uh, Atletico tied it. And then Atletico went up two to one, and that's when all hope was lost. Yeah, because they went up and they they weren't going to let go. And then at the very end, Real Madrid uh, went up two to one, but it was too late. Atletico had like two minutes left on the clock, and they were milking every second of it because they're just shithousers to the max. And uh, yeah, Atletico takes the title, and uh, it was it, man, it sucked. I don't know if you heard me, man, but I was like, <laughs> I was kind of going through it because I was like, fuck, I had hope. I thought yeah. we would be able to do it. We were just gonna have that luck that Valladolid were we're gonna put up more of a fire, but you know it just wasn't meant to be. And uh, and Atletico rightfully win it. Uh, we just dropped points that we weren't supposed to one yeah. too many times, and that was the difference. Uh, you can also say that Atletico fucked up to make it that close, but they they ended up closing out anyway. Um, I don't really have a team of the season for La Liga. It's very scattered for me. Um, it's just too many choices, really. I wanna, I wanna say, like easy pick would be Benz. Yeah, I think Benzema, Suarez, and 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 Messi would be my trifecta of attackers in a in a two striker and a center attacking mid formation, and then. Huh, Starting from the back from there, I'd go with Oblak, and then I'd go with the center-back pairing of Pau Torres, Jules Kunde for me. I I thought, like, it was more impressive to see what they can do defensively on, on teams that aren't as highly touted, um, even though Sevilla is a good team. But, I mean, you know, it's still impressive. I feel bad leaving out Jimenez because, you know, obviously they won the title. But I think uh, Atleti as a whole is a good defensive team, so it's hard to give that credit strictly to Jimenez. And then the fullback position is so hard. I have to give it to Jordi Alba for me on the left back because at his age, for what, what he was able to do for Barca and, and all the assists he got and the chemistry with Messi, uh, there's, there was nobody else who competed at that level. Uh, Berenguer was, was really good, but um, 
you know, there's... What about Brian Gill? Brian Gill was, was a solid player, but I think uh, that's like a player that was unlucky to be on a shit team, you know? Uh, I mean, with all due respect to, uh, you know... Respectfully. Respectfully to Abar, but, you know, they just don't have much going. And in the midfield, take your pick, man. It's like, you know, you got... For me, my, my favorite midfielder was Llorente. Um, because he was able to do a lot and his stats also reflected it and he was all over the pitch. Um, Casemiro had a very strong season for me. He makes it for me as well. Kind of like a holding mid. And, um, man, it's really hard. It's really hard to pick the the players there because there's so many good choices. Um, I mean, El Nazari barely misses out. More of a a forward-going player. striker. You know, he's more of a, yeah. Alexander Isaac, Gerard Moreno. Yeah, Gerard Moreno as well. Um, but you know yeah. who makes my right back is uh, uh, Lucas Vasquez. He was up there. He, he held th- it down for for Real Madrid for the season because uh, Carvajal was was injured for a long time, the whole time basically. Yeah. Um, Ferlan Mendy, I think deserves a shout up there because he was good defensively for Real Madrid. So it's it's tough to come up because. Honestly, I don't think we watch it as close as we do the Prem. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's yeah. not as climactic for me. Even though it ended up being more exciting. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about the whole manager situation with everybody. Conte's leaving Inter. Uh, Allegri's in, in uh, some kind of position to either get Juventus spot, Inter spot, or Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Or even Tottenham, which I guess he said no to. But the rumors for Conte to Tottenham or Real Madrid. Yeah. So well, what if, if Barca sack Coleman and go for Conte? Or, interesting. Or, or anybody else. I mean, there's, there's It doesn't look like he fits the mold. You know? No, well, I mean, that's the thing. I think Barca more and more need to like break out of that mold of trying to be this Cruyffian team, you know? Yeah. Although it's going to be hard to break away because that's their, really their identity. Well, that's what they think their identity is. But this is football, right? It's evolving. It changes, yeah. You can't you can't ascribe a style to an institution. I think I think that's ridiculous. Like, oh, we're Barcelona, so we only pass the ball. Like, uh, no, there, there's there's got to be some kind of flexibility there. Yeah. Look at the players that you have. Look at your actual situation. If you don't have the players, you don't have the fucking players. Yeah. Which they do, and that's why they they sign the players that they do. But they're not good enough to beat Barcelona players. Not Only very few either. of the people that they have are. Yeah. Um, I like uh, I like Conte for Real Madrid since yeah. Zidane announced that he's leaving. Yeah. Immediately, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the sooner the better, so that way they can kind of start planning for the future, you know. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think we're we're entering crazy season right now, where certain signings are going to be made. There's going to be rumors, and uh, we we just got to see what happens. But uh, I, I love this shit. Yeah. I do. Um. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Europa League final. Uh, I know we kind of don't care about watered down products. Uh, unless they're attached to an energy drink, that's a whole other conversation. Right, right. Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah, we're looking at you, mate. <laughs> and uh, Salzburg. While we're at it, Salzburg and fuck at New York, New York, New York. Yeah, and they have yeah. like a Brazilian team too, and 
they have teams all over the place now. Yeah, there there's actually a problem with the Red Bull uh, teams that people have yeah beef with. It, I don't know. Is it a problem though? Like I don't care. I mean, I mean either because CFG, the City Football Group, owns teams in Japan, in Spain, in in England. Do in, they now? Yeah, Girona. Okay, now we now we gotta. Yeah, Girona FC or Girona. Yeah, know, yeah, but, yeah, uh, Girona. but yeah, yeah. Moving on though. Sorry, Europa League, man. Uh, Villarreal versus Manchester United. Manchester. Villarreal has never won a major uh, cup. I don't know if they've. I don't know if they've ever won the league, but they haven't won a cup. That's right. I mean, not not a European cup. Not a European cup. But they probably have never won the league either, right? Oh no, they for sure never won the league. Yeah, at least that I know of. Yeah, I'm sure they won a Copa del Rey at some point. Ah, uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But I know it's their first uh, European Cup, though, for sure. Yeah. So, um, they played Manchester United in the final, and, uh, well, well, they won in the penalties. Ah, man, yeah. That was a tough game because if we look at for, you know, we look at chances created, things like that, United should have probably sealed it off in in regulation. But, you know, Villarreal defended well. And, wow, one of the most, one of the craziest penalty shootouts I've seen in a very long time. Ten out of the ten players scored all of them. Comes down to the keepers. And, well, Geronimo Rulli, who was owned by CFG, by the way. Yeah. And he was he was supposed to be our Ederson, but Ederson passed the audition and he became our keeper. Uh, Rulli, um... You know, he did his thing. He scored the penalty. De Gea, unfortunately, shot a very tame shot right at Ruli's gloves. And that's all she wrote. That's what it came down to. That's who decides who got the trophy and who didn't. Which sucks because, like I said, United deserved to probably take that. They didn't. And, yeah, you kind of move on. Yeah, and um, I was talking to you about this earlier. What does this say about United and maybe Ole as a manager that, listen, in the past year... Um, Manchester United have lost the semifinal uh, for the FA Cup last season. They lost the semifinal to, was it Inter? Yeah. In the Europa League last year. They lost the semifinal to Leicester in the FA Cup this year. And then they they lose. Yeah, it's, 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 a, you know, it's extreme circumstances. But nevertheless, they lose the final to Villarreal this season for the Europa League. Um, the and the fact that they're in the Europa League that far two seasons in a row is like just shows you how far United have fallen uh, from you know winning the Champions League just ten years ago or however long it's been. But like, well, what does that really mean as far as United are concerned? Is is it time to let Ole go, or how, how should we process this this information? Well, I mean, you could look at it from two perspectives. You can be like, wow, this is another trophy they don't get a silverware in, right? But you could also say this is another trophy they had advanced so far into or another uh, competition. Sure. So, I mean... I think there's merit to that, too, Yeah, the th- there is. And I think in you're playing... One, you're playing in the, t- in the toughest league in the world and you finish second. I think that's impressive against one of the best teams in the world. Okay. Um, say if City didn't exist, they win the title. 
so I mean that's impressive. Okay, and and you you compete you're competing in in tournaments and getting at least to the semifinal. That's impressive too, man. I mean, cup cup games are are luck sometimes, and really like luck wasn't on their side today. And like you said, we could be talking about United winning another trophy, and you know suddenly they're not this this bad club that everybody's you know alluding to right now. So I think they're not in a bad spot. But um, truthfully, if I were to say from from a United perspective. Until they fix that manager thing, I mean, they're they're always going to be kind of competing in this level. Um, they need some kind of tactical prowess, man. I mean, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a great man-manager. Tactically, I don't know if he's able to get them to the promised land. And there's no shame in it. I think the players are, are motivated. The players are good. But Yeah, he just wasn't that player as, as a player, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's... It's tough to put it all on on Solskjaer. But when you look at the team's performance today where everyone's flat, which has happened way too frequently in the last couple of seasons, you know, it's hard to ignore that that you've lost. Like you can accept losing a semifinal. At the end of the day, that's two of the best teams within that competition. Yeah, fighting for a spot in the end. But when it's happened so frequently, and then with no results, you're 0 for 4, basically. Yeah. It, I mean, none of those matches were were like, fuck, they're out of their depth. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they're, they're kind of going into these games as favorites, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's kind of my point, is on paper, Manchester United beats Villarreal fucking 9 times out of 10. They should. And, yeah. and it came down to the very last penalty. That's what it came down to, but it against a team like Villarreal when you're Manchester United, that should not be the case. It's like sometimes, like in league matches, right? Like Burnley beats City, or you know mm-hmm. that happens. You know it happens. So I it feel does. like cup games are very harsh that way. One one fuck up will cost you a game, and I think it's harsh on United to shit on them so much for that. But it is, yeah, it's it's a thing the re- now. Yeah, the reality is, is that's four cups that they bounce out of. Yeah, it's. I mean, they've they've been starved of, starved of silverware for a while now. And that's gonna continue to happen, man. And you know, because of of who they have as manager, I think. But you know, what would be interesting is like, what if the Glazers manned up and said, "All right, well, Solskjaer, thanks for your time here. You you've been a good placeholder, but it's time to go for a big guy, Conte." Gasparini. Damn to call him a fucking placeholder. True. That's what he has been. What is he won? I, you know? I feel like I feel like he kind of more or less has been. He's like, all right, we're just waiting for someone better to come along. Yeah, I mean that's what it was. Remember, like the season that he did get appointed, he was just a caretaker, and then that caretaker role got Wasn't elevated. Wasn't that Ryan Giggs? Yeah, and well, it's a Giggs. Well, yeah, that, and then, but I mean, then he got the job, and he's like, oh, well, we don't expect them to be here next season, but he did so well till the end of the season. We're like, oh, we'll keep him, and they save on money that way, and they also, um, they also kind of have that. That uh, allure of having a former player coach them, kind of like what Arteta is doing right now. But honestly, man, there's a lot of good mon- managers on the market right now. If United were really yeah, about their shit, they'd yeah, go after sure. somebody. There's Conte. Well, I don't know. Conte is a good option. I mean, I wouldn't. I think mind he's it. a good option. Yeah. Gasparini. Um, you know, there, there's 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 options out there. Allegri. Allegri. Zidane. I mean, let's be honest, bro. That's a possibility. I mean, it'd be crazy, but it would be it would be wild. Yeah, because there's a lot of rumors for him going to Juve. <laughs> That'd be cool too, though. By the way, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's if you really want to, 
you know, be a factor. You got to upgrade your manager, man. That's the most important part. I always say this. That's the most important part, man. You could have, look at Bielsa, bro. I mean, stupid, good manager. I wouldn't say average players, but kind of like mediocre. Like you said, championship players, but look what he does with them. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, so of course. it's a big thing, you know. Um, Ninth place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think United can can definitely benefit from a from a better manager, and it sucks because you know just second place, but that's been the story. Second place. Are we to say that second place is good enough? There's no shame in it, of course, because there are better teams, but within the competitions that they've been a part of, both FA Cup losses, both Europa League. I think on paper the only team that can really stand up to them last year was was um Sevilla. Sevilla was on a Sevilla similar level with Ever Benega. Yeah, he was he was playing out of his skin. <laughs> ah. Uh but yeah, um so moving on from that, uh let's just kind of preview or I'm sorry, review the the <laughs> the last uh, weekend of of the of the seasons and then we can take it from there, I guess. Right and then, then we'll go on to our Champions League. Right then. Preview. All right. So uh, for the Premier League, as soon as I um, am able to pull it up, we have um, Arsenal beating Brighton 2-0. No surprise there. Goals by uh, Nicola Pepe. Mm-hmm. Two goals. Aston Villa hands it to Chelsea, which this game had direct implications on who made the uh, the Champions League for next season. Right, right. Aston Villa did their part to keep Chelsea out. They beat them 2-1. to one. Yes, sir. And then uh, Fulham lose to Newcastle 2-0. to zero. And that's a, that's a story that we, that we saw way too much this season, is Fulham being on the losing side. And that's why they're getting relegated, unfortunately. And Leeds hands it to Brom, West Brom, I should say, 3-1. to one. Weeds, man. They ended off really strong, scoring a lot of goals at the end of the season. Yeah. And then Patrick Bamford, no surprise, penalty again. <laughs> Yawn. But you got to make them, man. You do. But I'll take DCL over that boring shit any day. That's just me, though. But, but how um, many goals has DCL scored in the last three months? Yo no sé. We can, we can check back. Yo no sé. I'm pero sure it's only like two. Es un jugadorazo, Maybe. Tío. Maybe two. No, 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 no. Ah, sorry, man. I don't see what some people see in this guy. I mean, is it? Um, what what is it? It no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. You know, he's a good player. I just feel like there's other players that are just they're 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 better, man. They're better. But um, oh, he's oh uh, Bamford. Yeah. Yeah, Bamford's not the best player. I mean, like from English players that are strikers. Specifically. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. There's just plenty of that. I'll take DCL, Ollie Watkins, but I don't and know Danny if DCL is that guy. He started uh, off conv- trying to convince me that he didn't, and I and I thought about it, but am I gonna say that he's that guy? I don't know. I I don't. I'm inclined to say I don't think so. Whoa. I I want to say he had a hot start that he was not able to sustain, and uh, I I I like the guy. I think he's a good player, but I don't know if he's he's not wa- he's not wowing me for sure. Yeah. Um, but, um, anyway, continue with the next match. Right, the next match, um, we have, uh, Leicester losing out to Tottenham. 
Jamie Vardy with two penalties. But I'm not going to mention that, though. What a player. Um, but, again, <laughs> you know, I think the man of the match was Gareth Bill uh, bagging his, his brace, even though it was in the last, like, five minutes of the game. Um, respect. Uh, you know, a good match for Tottenham. Not only for the win, but fucking hell, Lester. You miss out on Champions League again. Again. You get the FA Cup, yeah, but now you miss on Champions League. <sighs> Brendan Rodgers. What, 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 what's wrong with this guy? Every time, last weeks of the season, he just shits the bed, you know? Yeah. Is it, a, is it an, an Irish thing? I don't know. But fucking hell, yeah. Embarrassing, truly. You, you want Leicester to, to make that elevation to be a big club and then they shit the bed here. It's tough because I like them a lot, but... Yeah, respect to Tottenham though. They showed up. Harry Kane bagging another goal. Um, and yeah, that's uh, you know. I was talking to Ernie. He he was he was pressed all day. I couldn't get to him. He was just he was just like, dude, every time, every time. I was like, I know, bro. I mean, sorry, man. Hey, at least you got you guys got an FA Cup though. Yeah, uh, is it more important to get the FA Cup or Champions League for Leicester? I'll take silverware every time because they're not getting near a Champions League trophy anytime soon. And it, and it, all it does is serve to de- to the detriment of the of the league. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I, I just looked at it. Um, s- since December, uh, Calvert Lewin only scored five goals. That's fine. Five goals for five months. What's his total though? His total for the for the season? Yeah. Let's see here. For the Premier League this season, 16. Not bad. So you're telling me for the second half of the season, he scored five goals. Well, I mean, the thing is, Everton as a whole have been shit for the second half of the season. That's fine. There, there's a whole there's a whole but room of people uh, that could tell you Tottenham were shit for the second half of the season, and uh, and, and Car- Kane scored 20-something goals. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but they have Jose Mourinho. Or had, had. at least. Uh, listen, okay, in, in five less games... Dominic Calvert-Lewin is only one goal behind Patrick Bamford, with no penalties, by the way. That that, that penalty duty is strictly for Sigurdsson, who, by the way, great penalty taker. But, I mean, come on. I mean, it, let's say if, if DCL takes penalties, I, he's in the top three for scoring, I think. But, I mean, don't and let if, me... And if Bamford doesn't finish, then we're shitting on him, too. Well, I mean, let's, let's, let's give them to, you know, Harrison or Alioski or anybody else, Rafinha... And then you'd see Patrick Bumford's uh, numbers in, in the single digits. But that's just me, though. Y'all How many easy. penalties did he score? Yo no sé. It'd be interesting to see. Yo no sé. Pero, you know, I don't know. I just feel like Patrick Bamford is, is a little overhyped. I love the story, though. I don't know if anyone's overhyping him. I'm not. <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just trying to... So you're saying that Bamford scored 17 goals? Yeah, in, in the league. That's not bad. Well, including penalties. Not including them? I don't know. I mean, he's got to score them. Of course, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying don't score them, but I'm saying if Dominic Calvert-Lewin is also taking penalties, he's surpassing them by a significant margin because he played five less games. He missed out time with injury as well, by the way. Yeah, hamstring. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm really high on DCL, you know? You are, yeah. Um, But anyways... it's okay. Let's mm-hmm. let's move on to the next match. As as Liverpool break the curse at Cristambul. Bamford scored two penalties. Hey. Let's just put that out without there. Without those penalties, DCL is ahead of him with less matches played. And and we're going to brag that, that Calvert-Lewin scored more goals than Patrick Bamford? 
Yeah. We're going to be like, oh, he scored more goals. Well, I mean, if you're making the case that he's a better striker than Calvert Lewin, it's it's something worth noting. I'm not making that case. Well, but I don't want you to. I don't want to get things twisted. I want to illustrate how not great Calvert Lewin actually is. I don't know. So he's he's got next. I like him. I like Calvert Lewin. I like his game. So he's got next season to show me that he can do similar or better. I'll say better. Yeah. I hope so. I think so. But then, then I won't be comparing him to a more or less mediocre player. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Not mediocre. Um, that's fucked up. A B-minus level player. Yeah. But next match, uh, Liverpool do the work at Cristambul. Um, You know, even though people claim Mane had a shit season, bags himself a brace, credit to him. I think uh, he, he, he had a down year for whatever reason that was. Might be time for a scenery change for him, but um, I still think he's a good player. Money? Yeah. Probably tired. Money, money, ma. Yeah. Might might be just fatigue. Yeah. Uh, early exits in Europa and FA Cup probably did a world of good to him, and uh, hopefully he has a pretty good off season. Uh, I don't know if there's any uh, African uh, Nations Cup this this year because there was one last year. Yeah. Hopefully he takes a break, refreshes his legs. And I, I'm in agreement that I think a, a scenery change might be good for him. So we'll see what, what happens with him. For sure. Fuck. And then Manchester City drops five on Everton. And I really wanted to talk about this one because uh, Aguero breaks breaks the Wayne Rooney's record by one goal. Yeah. Now I'm going to let you finish, but Kevin De Bruyne's goal, though. <laughs> Outside the box, textbook De Bruyne. And this is why, for me, he's the best midfielder in the league. I mean, not only can he pick a pass, but he's scoring them like nothing, you know? And I wish he, he was in that position more often. But, yeah, going back to Aguero, that's the more poetic story, right? The final game, breaks Rooney's record. Easy goals, though. I mean, what is the defense doing there? The header Everton. was nice. Oh, I mean, it was cool, but, I mean, I, mean, I, I see McGoldrick score those, you know? I mean, I'm not going to hype that up. Chris Wood scores that in his sleep. Uh, but don't let I me. I think for what it means. Oh, for what it means, it's, it's significant. But for what it was, for what it was on the it's day, it's a good goal. I it's mean, cool. I mean, yeah. it's a good goal. I ain't losing uh, sleep over it. But De Bruyne's it's goal a good was goal. De Bruyne's goal was brilliant. That's a difference. Okay, so. we could talk about De Bruyne because you know Manchester City fans. Yeah, we we get it. You guys have a worldie of, of a player. We, oh, we get it. Yeah, he's by and large the uh, best midfielder. Ballon d'Or's none. But okay, they, yeah. they, we give we give. Well, city uh, a city player will never get Ballon d'Or. Let's get that straight. I don't care how good they play. I don't think they'll ever get it. But that's a separate conversation. And, and when they do, oh, I'll never end the, hear the end of it'll it. It'll have to be undeniable for, for us. to. Hear. I mean, it'll have to be Haaland getting 99 goals a season or something. Um, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. Aguero. I, I just said that Foden was a Ballon d'Or type player. Right. On another club. Not at City. I don't think a, a City player will ever, will ever get that love, unfortunately. I think Europe just hates us. And that's fine. I don't care. We still got a lot Just of Just stop titles. circumventing the rules and everything's good. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, we'll, we'll keep <laughs> bending the rules and, and we'll bend it like a pass from De Bruyne or like a shot in this case. And Foden's goal was really nice, by the way, on his weak foot. I just want to give credit to the other players because everybody wants to sum this game up to be an Aguero farewell. Yeah, that's great and all. Scored nice goals. Defense was shambolic, by the way. Um, I did like the finish on the first one. Yeah, it was nice outside of the foot. But, I mean... How, 
how are you going to stay five feet back from Aguero in the box? I mean, listen, I mean, it, you know what it reminded me of, of Kobe's last game against the, I think it was the Jazz, was it? Like, what kind of defense is that? I know that you love the guy. He's a legend. Play good defense. He's not supposed to score 60 points on you. But, I mean, fair enough. Aguero, hey, good send-off for him. I'm glad he broke Rooney's record because I believe he's a better striker than him, for sure. And at the end of the day, he retires or retires from the English League with the best minutes-per-goal ratio. Better than Henri, better than Shearer, better than any striker you could name. So, credit, credit to Sergio Aguero, top player. I'm happy for him. But at the same time, I think it's a perfect time for you to leave, bro. I think it's time for somebody else to take those uh, to take that position at the nine, because you know, like you said, he's not available. And I don't want to shit on him too much. That's his own problems with injuries. But yeah, man. Well, you shot on him pretty good. Hey, you gotta keep it real, man. I mean, like I said, I'm about the now, not about the past. Great career, illustrious career. Uh, I think you can be you can be. Um appreciative of the past and you can I mean that's nice and all you can yeah. you can appreciate the guy now while still being uh, in support of, of uh, what's going on currently right and like, those things aren't mutually exclusive his goals this season were like in single digits and I'm not going to hype up a player that's scored single digits goals this season I know he wasn't available but, but we're talking about him breaking a triple digits record Right, and that and that's expected when you play on a high octane offense like City. He should have broken that earlier, by the way, if he would have been available more often. But that that's a separate discussion because when Luis Suarez was playing for Liverpool, he got thirty one goals a season. So I don't want to hear it. I mean, the guy was playing every game. Aguero could never do that. So that's always going to kind of be a a, a sting oh, yeah, for me. I mean, his his physiology isn't going to be up to him. I right. mean, we can see that he's a specimen. Yeah, for sure. He's a f- proper fit bird. That he is. And with the limited time, as you mentioned, all his accolades, with the yeah. limited time that he was there, he still did what he did. You know, but you we know, don't have to shit on him because he's not the player that he was or or he's not as available as he was. It's not only that, but sometimes his mannerisms really annoy me, too. There were some passes that were misplaced towards him or he didn't get past the ball and he's already flailing his arms like, bro, I get it. You're, you're a legend, but you're you didn't deserve the ball there. Why are you bitching? You know? Like, you're a good player, I get it, but, you know, like, have some respect, because these guys, I don't see any other City player flailing their arms or pissing about because they don't get the ball. No player on City does that. I've seen other players do it from other clubs. That's their business, but at City, that's not the way we play, man. You know, that's just not the way. Nobody does that, bro. But anyways, yeah, you got yourself a brace. I'm glad you were able to get that, and I'm glad he's going on to, to greener pastures over in Spain, in Catalonia, to be exact. Um... But yeah, he broke the record. Should have broken it much longer ago, but fair enough. But he finally got it. He finally got it. Finally got it. That he and, did. Um, City win five to zero. Easy money. Easiest game of the season, I might add. Everton were. Pff, wow, what an embarrassing performance from them. I, I still can't believe it. I thought we were playing a second division team at some points. Truly. But um, yeah. Moving on to the next match though, McGoldrick, who's more available than Aguero. <laughs> uh, gets a nice goal against Burnley. He's probably like their leading scorer by triple, quadruple amounts. Um, good on him. And then we got West Ham against Southampton. Four Nalls with a brace. What a player. And I'm sure he's happy Villarreal is carrying that Europa League, even though it was against English opposition. And Declan Rice, who, you know, staking his claim to why, why he deserves to be on a top English club. 
uh, top flight, top four, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, uh, following match, uh, we got United against Wolves. I mean, I didn't watch this match truly, but I mean, yeah, I expected. United, good win. Um, yeah, still- that boy, uh, <clears throat> Anthony Alanga, what a player. He's one for the future. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I never heard of the guy, but I mean, uh, you know, that's a good sign if he you're scoring good- in the Premier League. Yeah, he uh, he scored on his debut and was a was a fox in the box man. He was he was making the right runs into the spaces in the box. Yeah, both teams didn't feel their their strongest. Well, United didn't. Uh, I think Wolves more or less did. And Juan Mata, I mean, when when Juan Mata's on the board, you know. Yeah, you, you know, know it's it's been a rough season. That it has. And uh, yeah, that's it for the prem. The premier. We'll we'll move on to La Liga and then just give our uh Well we've already talked about La Liga, right? Well we can we can get into the nitty gritty. Okay, on Friday, Levante and Cadiz two to two. Yes sir. Saturday, Betith beats Celta Vigo three to two. Fucking shootout. Uh goals all over the place. All over the park. And uh Iago Aspas, man, ends up as the highest assist, right? Yeah, I think he did, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Good player, man. Just uh, not good enough to be one of the big boys. So it kind of goes to show what what who he really is. I I can't really s- define him. Uh, he's a good player. I, I mean, He's like an upper B level. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. I, I think Spain has has a bunch of good players like that. That's a, That's the problem. They have like players that are very equal like that. I find Spain to be going through a weak moment right now. They are, they are, but they have like even though that level isn't high, they still have a median level of like Iago Aspas, Gerard Moreno, Santi Mina, uh, Paco Alcacer. It's just a bunch of guys that are just level, you know, very good, uh, but they're not exactly transcendent, you know. And I think Iago Aspas fa- falls into that category. Still a good player though. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the following match, uh, Barcelona wins against relegation-bound Abar. Nothing really to point to there besides a Griezmann goal, who finally decides to show up. Uh, good on him. And then uh, Elche surprisingly gives the work to Bilbao. Um, and Bilbao, whose season's just up and fucking down. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, they ended up in the middle, <laughs> tenth place. So they're like leads. They're like leads, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Except. You would expect better from them. Whoa. But okay. Who's also been managed by uh, Bielsa. Whoa. Bilbao. Yeah, that, that they have. <laughs> and then donuts from Huesca in Valencia. Boring. No one cares. Uh, we don't care. Yeah. And then the following match, we have uh, Real Sociedad beating Osasuna. Alexander Izak, the Swiss or the Swedish, sorry, international. Um, yeah, good goal for him. Kind of a quiet season from him. It was like up and down. Could have been better, but yeah, good on him. And then uh, started off strong. Real Madrid salvaging three points. Unfortunately, not enough. But in uh, yeah, in vain. Yeah. Um, hey, Benzema at least you know getting the stats up. That's nice. I mean, he he's the striker of the season probably up there with Suarez. Depends who you like more. Um, you got a goal and an assist. Yeah, goal and an assist. And then Modric, you know, to to secure the win at the end and stop its time. Good on him. Nice volley. 
Yeah, and Yerri Pino, by the way, from Villarreal is a, is a bright prospect uh, looking forward for them. I mean, they 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 have a really good academy. They're producing a lot of good players. And then, you know, match of the day. Um, maybe not match of the day, but the most important one, uh, Atletico B. Valladolid. Wraps it up. Yeah, Oscar Wrap Plano. it up, Dean. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they put up a good fight, though. They scored the first goal on a counterattack. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that was Legitimate goal, a, by the way. Huh? Legitimate goal, by the way. Oh, yeah, legitimate. Legitimate as, as, as any goal. And, um, you know, counterattacking uh, at its finest, really. And But, you know, Correa, I think that was the goal of the game, really. The, the tight ball control and the little, little toe, toe poke. poke. Uh, right you know, I'm a fan of that. Bottom right of the net. Yeah, that was that was really nice. And then Luis Suarez, in, in typical Luis Suarez fashion. Oops. Uh, you know, when you put him in front of a, a, a keeper 1v1, I mean, there's no striker I'm more confident in than him, truly. You yeah, know, he's so got ice in his veins. Like like D-Lo. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, but that's the end of the season. Well, there, there was other games. Uh, Granada. Hetafe Donuts and then Sevilla versus Alabet. Congratulations, Atleti. Yeah, congratulations, Atleti. They deserve it, man. Um, they built a big enough lead in the beginning to more or less wrap it up, and and that that was the main thing. Yeah, I mean, when when is it okay to start referring to Atletico as just like by themselves, like Madrid? Never. Oh, but they won the. <laughs> yeah. Mind. Yeah. Oh, they can win. They can win here and there, but when they win more often than not, maybe. But no, it's it's always going to be Real Madrid, isn't it? The real Madrid. The but, real, yeah. Do you know why they say Real? No. But it has to do with like royal implication. Ah, so they're privileged, huh? More or less. <whistles> yeah. With great history. Right then. <laughs> How about Real Oviedo? Or Real Sociedad. Yeah. Or Real Betis. It, it's all, it all has to do with, like, yeah, yeah monarchy and shit. Hmm. But anyway, um, let's let's talk about the Champions League final, man. It's it's this Saturday. Yep. And uh, we'll wrap it up after that. But Champions League. Manchester City versus uh, Chelsea. I love I love a Champions League final. I think it's, it's one of the more uh, eventful uh, match days of the, of the year. It's up there with the Clásico, World Cup final, you know, Gold Cup final, yeah. all those kind of finals. It, for me, that's Champions League is is very significant. So yeah, I'm excited, man. Because um, I'm I'm torn between both teams. I don't know, I don't know where it's gonna go. I can I can see a one zero. I can see penalties. I can see fucking three one for either team. I just don't know which way to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I I support City, so I I know I know they're gonna win. I feel they're gonna win. And yeah, that's there's no nothing much else to say. I mean, for me, I think it's a three-one City. Could be more. I don't know. We'll see. You know, we're well rested. Um, players are recovered from any niggles they have. Chelsea have a few more niggles than we do. I think uh, City are just motivated, you know, and. Um, I think uh, they'll they'll come out on top. Obviously, I'm a fan, but um, I I just think that truly. I mean, we're the league champions. God damn it! <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I really do though. But I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, Chelsea. There's nothing. There, well, the the thing is, is the way the season's gone. 
when you hear that, it's like, well, can't argue against that. No, and then you could also argue. You can argue against it too because they beat us in the FA Cup, right? Twi- or, they beat you twice in a week. Yeah, and and you know, and we beat them in the, earlier in the season, but under a different manager. And cup games are so different. That's the thing. Cup games are so different. Well, this is a final, so so this is just going to be everyone going at it as hard as they can. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's going to be a great game. I think. It can go, like you said, either of two ways, but I'm confident in, in, in City, and I'm conf- confident in Pep, and I think he has something up his sleeve. And it's not no over- overthinking bullshit. I think it's just he knows what worked for us this season. And even in the, the games that we did lose against Chelsea, it wasn't necessarily because we deserved to lose, by the way. We we actually played really good. The FA Cup was was Chelsea. No, no, I don't agree with the you. Chelsea, Chelsea was a better team. No, I and I don't agree with you there. And, and there's nothing I will do to convince you otherwise, but I understand why you see it that way. But I really don't agree, and we can look at the stats, and they point to a different conclusion. But in any case, the important thing will be who scores first. If Chelsea score first, it's going to be very hard for City. But if City score first, you're looking at PSG City Part 2. Bank on it. Okay. All right. I'm of the opinion that Chelsea's going to win. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. It's the, um, it's the final. If you make it to the final, you deserve it. You deserve to beat it, anybody. It, it's anybody's game. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if City are easily going to be better, but nothing comes easy. Well, well uh we're going to I know we're going to enjoy it. I am. Yeah. Cuz my team's in it. I know I will. Yeah, you can I'm, still enjoy it as a neutral, but it's a different feeling when your team's in it, and you know that yeah. feeling more than anybody. Yeah, I do. And it's it's City's first final ever. I'll I don't think it has anything moon. to do with it, by the way. No, no, it doesn't. But it's it's significant for the club because it's the first time for they've the ever been there. For the club and the fans, there. yeah, yeah. But, but as I far mean, as as far as the game plays out, has it's no, it's just ninety no minutes. It. It's ninety minutes of a game where it could be one hundred twenty. But I mean, you know, yeah, that's all it's gonna be. And if it goes one hundred and twenty, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and I think um, you know both teams will be a lot of five subs. I think that plays a role, but I mean definitely, I think they're two of the deepest teams in in the prem. Yeah, for sure, and the two of the the wealthiest teams, which I'm sure Ian Dark won't fail to mention, and a lot of other commentators, they love to mention squad budgets when it's both of those teams, or PSG and, and teams like that. But I'm just yeah. trying to watch some football, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's two great managers. More importantly. Yeah, the the players are great, but the managers are chess players. So, so, City three one. City three one. Uh, goal scorers: Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne, Gabriel Jesus. Come on, City! Come on, you fucking Blues! And uh, I actually got Chelsea by the same margin. Woo! <sighs> yeah. When was the last time uh, Chelsea scored three goals? I, I, don't I can't know. remember. I don't know. But but that's interesting though. Against the best defense in the Prem, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see it. I'd love you would? to see it. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate to see you in tears, man. No, I mean, I'm going to cry either way. I'm going to be in tears regardless. Tears of joy or tears of sadness. But Yeah, I'd hate to see you heartbroken. Uh, it's fine. I mean, I already have at, a at Premier League title, pissed, so yeah. I, this this season is a dub for me anyways. If we lose, we lose. We'll be back again. This is not our, we'll, we're going to be crim, like serial Champions League finalists for the, for the foreseeable future. Even though cup games are luck. Um, a big part of it is luck. Uh, I'm sure I, it's not. It's not a big part of it. It's um, it's, it's I, a portion of it, but it, I don't think it's a big part of, as you uh, want to portray it. Well, I guess we'll we'll have to agree to disagree on that one because I thought United deserved to win today, but they were a bit uh, a bit unlucky, I'd say. And that's that's when you realize it's not always they, they weren't as good as they could have been. And that's how Look it is. That. That's the did, game, right? Did he call bank on that? I doubt it. I doubt yeah. it. Even though uh, 
Clarkson, uh, yeah, he'd be getting bank for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's it for episode number 49. Next week we'll come back with some uh, some good or bad news, personally. I, I don't Like I said, I'm, I'm not arsed if we lose. It's our first one ever. I, it's all good. It's all good. I I can't I can't be mad if City don't win it. They never been there. But that doesn't matter. It does. It does. It doesn't Chelsea, matter. Chelsea have won it before. They know what it feels like. Yeah, but the players haven't. It's a it's a whole different set of players. Right. No. No. I know. But from a club perspective, I mean, but is the club playing? No. The players. No. Are. No. No. I know. But if it's their first Champions League final, I can't expect them to be one for one. I mean, that'd be great. How, how can how can um. Okay, let, let's just say that City won one back in the fucking 70s or the 60s. Even though they would, did would that, Right. Right. Okay, would that make a difference? No. Well, let's wouldn't. say Chelsea won 99 out of them. It doesn't make a difference either. But I'm it just doesn't. saying. No. I know. But my point is that for Chelsea, if they win it, it's just another Champions League win. For us, we've never won it. If if and Chelsea and all the times they've participated in it, they haven't won every one they've participated in, so it's fine. No, but if it, we lose, we lose. We'll be back again. But, but, right, but what I mean is like it'll make it all that much special, all that much more special when you win it. But if you lose, you know, I, I don't know if you're if you're saying, well, it's our first time, so we, we, I'm we're, just happy. We're well, okay with you. You don't understand because this is the first time we ever make a final. This is the first time we ever passed the semifinal. I just don't understand the, so the, for the me, mentality already, behind. What oh you're well, saying. you don't understand because you support one of the most uh, you know successful clubs in the world. This is the first time we ever make a final, so for me, we already won. Like this is great that we're actually in here, I, dude. I, I come from I come from a city fandom where we're just glad to make it out of the group stage. You wouldn't understand that because you support one of the most successful teams in in the Europe. But but to say that that it has no bearing on you if you lose, I don't get that. Well, you don't I, get it because you you can't relate. You support one of the most successful but, clubs. That's but what I'm what saying. You're saying, but uh, but I uh, we lost this week. Yeah. Right. We lost this fucking week, and it fucking and it hurt and it ached. Right and, and that and, so, and I agree with you. So, league titles hurt me a lot, by the way. But but Champions League, I, I don't get wrapped up in that. It's fine. We we lost we lost the FA Cup. Fair enough. I moved on. The, I all, I said like the league is the top of my food chain. Right. I already completed everything we set out for. This is our first time in the Champions League final. If we win, we win. I'll be super happy. I'm gonna be celebrating. By the way, if we do win it, if we don't, I'll still be celebrating because it's the first time we ever made it. And I know you might not agree with that, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, that's weird. It is. It That's is. Weird. Maybe maybe for you, but like for me, it's not. And for a lot of other city fans, it's not. By the way, but I mean, you, you well, wouldn't I mean, you wouldn't know that got, feeling. I I it's not. I don't know if it's about that. Because uh, I remember like like uh, as like a big fan, mm-hmm. the first time that we won it, that shit was that shit was awesome. Yeah, but you guys have had won it so many times before but, that, But I wasn't right? part of that. Right, and, like, and, and but that's the thing. But that, I, and I didn't have that to, like, I, I wasn't thinking of, oh, I'm banking on, oh, we've won it before. I don't care if we win it again. Well, we've like, never dude. been there. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just happy we're here. It, dude, you don't, know, you don't know how happy I was that we beat PSG. And I was like, all right, we're here. This is, the, this is what I've wanted, just a chance to be in this tournament, in the final. But, I mean, like, I get it. Obviously, I want to win it. If we could win it first time ever, that's just brilliant. But if we don't, we'll be back. We have such a bright squad, like, and we have a great manager, so we'll be back. But I mean, I'm I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna lose my marbles over over losing to a great team and a great manager. I just I'm just glad to be there, you know. But I, I understand why you wouldn't quite agree with me there, because you're so used to winning it. You're a serial I, winner in that tournament. Well, from from my actual fandom, we've won it four times. Like 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 that that's I'm paying attention. So for all the years that we didn't make it, yeah, it, it, it sucked. But yeah, we've won it four times. And I'm yeah. not gonna like gloat about it, but e- each one was better. But I, I, I man, I, 
I guess we can leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> anything else that we need to talk about? No, no. I just don't. I like my thing is I don't want to see it as a disaster. If City don't win it because some some people are gonna try to paint it that way. We already won the you league. You should be the favorites. I think but, you are the favorites, right? Well, you're picking a three-one, so we're clearly not. Well, favorites. I mean, not to me, but I think you're. I think you're the favorites. Well, we're a better team, better manager. Why? Why wouldn't we be the favorites? Sure. You tell me. We sure. won the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, of course. You, yeah, you, you won the Premier League, but we walked it, strolled it. <laughs> well, I don't but know if I would say that. Ah. Uh, I mean, we were talking about a rough first half. Ah, uh, it was. It, it was. It it, I was worried. Free. I was worried in the first half. But we well, picked were, it up in the second. I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, of course. And we're not going to deny that because we've been talking about it uh, for, for a while now. Um, That's what I love about league titles, man. Because you can see it coming and you can just talk for the whole season. Champions League final, it's just one day and it's wrapped up. You make it and you don't. And it's you a, you yeah, win it, you don't. It's, it's a special thing. It is. We'll see We'll see how off. it goes, man. And uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a butt-clenching season one more time. Yeah, well, City have never won in 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 the, at the Dragao, so I hope we can change that. We've never won there. I thought you beat Porto at home. No, we we beat them at our house. We didn't beat them at theirs. Huh? Yeah. So it's like that's a curse that we're hoping to break. But okay. whatever happens, happens. And well, we're gonna have a good time either way. Yes, sir. I'm gonna be on all di- all different types of levels, man. I can't <laughs> wait. And I, I can't wait to be there with my boys, Kevin, Amilcar, Edward, all the City fans that have been just happy to get past Lyon or happy to get out of the group stage because they know what it means. They know what it means. So we're just happy to be there. Sounds good, man. Well, yes, sir. Uh, bottle number 49 and uh, two guys, two mics, two pints. And uh, we'll see you next time with more shit. Peace. Peace. Peace.